Live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire today. We are the Cigar Authority, 603-952-4519. 603-952-4519 on the CigarAuthority.com, live in Seabrook with rock star, cigar rock star Pete Johnson will be joining us. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. We're going to smoke three cigars, including his new brand, La Verte. And, uh, La, we're gonna Verte? Break- La Verte? La Verte means the truth. The truth. And we're gonna br- he breaks all the rules. With That'll the be refreshing in the cigar industry, wouldn't it? It would be. Somebody <laughs> tell the honest it, truth. It should be called ch- the change, right? It's a changeover. <laughs> we're going to smoke some five-year-old tatouage. Ooh, really? The new Laverte. So we have the old and the new. We're going to drink a little. We're going to eat a little. We're going to have yeah. a good time. Well, and joining God. me today is my pal, my friend, my partner, Tommy Grella. Yeah! I'm excited. This is a big deal. we got Pete Johnson. You know what we didn't talk about? We talked about all the things with Pete and wine and everything. Thing. We're going to talk accessories today. His accessories. <laughs> His right? accessories. He, this man knows how to accessorize. Absolutely. I think he's Metro. Yeah? Oh, I think he's a little Metro. Well, you can he say is. that to him. I will. Well, he's definitely packing. There's no doubt. <laughs> oh, absolutely. All right, let's say hello to the four stations picking us up on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. We have WWZN 1510 The Zone in Boston, along with WARL Positive Energy in Providence, Rhode Island, WGAM. 1250 ESPN Radio in Nashua, New Hampshire, and WGAM. 900 The Game in Manchester, New Hampshire. They're all listening to us. That's WGHM. GHM and GAM in um, Nashua. And we're on thecigarauthority.com, ustream.net, and you can catch our podcasts on podbean.com as well. With the unconditional money-back guarantee, if you don't like our show, you get all your money back. Everything you spent on it, you get back. That's it. So first off... We're, we're off and rolling. I think we should light up. And, Can we please? And the first thing we're going to light up is the cigar that actually put Pete Johnson and the Tatuaje brand on the map, as far as I'm concerned. The Tatuaje Cabinet Especial. I had an old, uh, a few old ones sitting around. These are from 2006. So you actually saved cigars. I saved some. You opted to save some cigars instead of sell them. Well, this is the thing. This is the new thing right now. It's putting them down like fine wines. Yeah. You got to put these cigars. Do I get credit for that at all? A little bit. Online. Tommy's been telling me for years and years this is what Same you have stuff. to do. So, um, but this is a pan. This is a panatella. Uh, let's let's call it. It's seven and a half by thirty-eight ring gauge. You're talking about a ten-dollar cigar here. Cigar aficionado rated this. In the top 25 best cigars in 2004, this was an unknown brand. Nobody could even pronounce Tatuaje. Nobody knew what it was. I know what it is. Can we say what it is? Yeah. Tatuaje is Spanish or Spanish slang for tattoo. That's right. And Pete Johnson, who came up with Tatuaje, was known as Tattoo Pete. Absolutely. So, because he's got all these tattoos all over his arms, he was known as Tattoo Pete. We're going to learn a lot about Pete Johnson today, because as Dave said, he is a rock star. But he was the one who was the brainchild behind Tatuaje Cigars. And personally, thank you. Thank you, Pete. Because this, when this came out, this was like, uh, this is like Jane's Addiction hitting music. All right? That's what Tatuaje is to cigars. Perry Farrell hits the music industry and just absolutely turns us upside down. We've got Lollapalooza. We've got some of the best music known, at least from my era in the 19, late 1980s, early 1990s, Jane's Addiction. And they just turned everything upside down. And that's what Tatuaje did to cigars. 
just kind of reinvented cigars and said, we can make great cigars, but they're going to be different. Well, he certainly broke a lot of rules because this cigar was made in the USA. At the time. At the time. It, it came out at a high price. It was uh, very Cubanesque, uh, very different, very strong. Very strong. Very strong. But right now, oh, my God. This is filth. This is like cigar pornography. This is, <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is unbelievable. I mean, it was a great cigar when it first came out. But now we're smoking a cigar that's five years old. It's been aged five years on a strong cigar. Now, strong cigars, I believe, age better anyway. Yes. Okay? But this is an interesting size. Because of its thin ring gauge, it tends to burn a little bit hot. So it'll definitely have that, that super strength, you know, really kind of almost burny. Uh, not in a bad way. But because it's so mellowed and so aged, this is, this is filth. Mellow. This is like ginger lin of cigars right here. No sound online. We got no sound on Ustream, just an FYI. Okay. So this in the cigar world is one of the most highly elusive, and people don't even realize how unbelievable the cigar is and, and, and what a big deal it is. I mean, this is a huge big deal. Right now, if you were smoking this in Cigar Aficionado, I believe Suckling would give this like 100. A 98, 99, 100. That's what this is. You know Suckling's gone, right? Well, Suckling's gone. We still got Shank. We have the Cigar Authority. <laughs> Move over. We have the Cigar no, Authority. We know what's up. We're, we're going to step right in those shoes. Those big shoes, we're jumping right in. Um, oh, my God. The subtle nuances, the, the, the aroma, the, the detail. I mean, just unbelievable. It is nice. It has a good taste. It, it is not a morning cigar for me. I'll, I'll warn you right off the bat. This is going to be a tough show for me. But I'm going to go through it like a man. I'm going to take every single one of these cigars and get through it, but this is no morning cigar. There's, a, there's some, some strength in this thing. I can but it's it. mellowed out quite a bit. I can smoke this right now. This is mellowed out. I, I, I had a donut. Yeah. <laughs> what did you have? I did. I packed it on this morning. Packed it on. Did you have a donut? Have you, I had donuts. I had pancakes. I had everything. You had pancakes? I did. I geared up. I knew what I had to you do. Got ready I did, for the show. I did it for the show. I didn't do it for me. <laughs> You're a giver. You I give. give. I give. It's, it's what you do. <laughs> this is... Uh, I, yeah, I, don't, don't, don't smoke this on an empty stomach. Well, how, you can get this. You can still get this particular size, right? Yes. What do we it's, call this size? This is well, what the they Cabinet Especial. Cabinet Especial. Yeah. You can go get it, okay, and we're going to describe it to you. But let me tell you, what we're smoking being aged five years is different. And if I have ever made uh, a, com uh, you know, a comment to plea to you, please buy cigars and age them, this is like the quintessential example of that. This is a box of cigars you put in your humidor, you keep them for a couple years before you even open them up. And if you're really smart, what you do is you buy three or four boxes, that way you're rotating them now. So a couple years from now, you're just rotating those boxes and you, know, and, and you always have something to smoke. But these are... Like fine wine, and we're going to talk about fine wine today. Well, we're going to get into some this great wines. This is a perfect example of a cigar that just gets so much better with age. Well, and that's going to be interesting. The second cigar we're going to smoke today, which is a grand release. This is the first time the cigar has been out there. It's called La Verte, The Truth. And this cigar is, uh, as I said, Pete's breaking all the rules. He's doing it this time. This is a 2008 vintage. This is a same crop in the same field, same tobacco, and... The cigar goes through its aging process after the cigar is made into a cigar. This has never been done before, and here it is. I so have the tobacco is not fermented at all. It goes through a fermenting stage, but you know when they after they ferment it, they put on the polones and they and they ferment the yeah. tobacco. Yeah. Then they usually put them in the bales. Yeah. Usually every time they put them in the bales. That's right. And then it goes and it ages. Right. 
There's no right, else. slowly at they that go, point. At right, that point, let's go right into making it a cigar. Now let's put the cigar down for a couple of years. And now here is okay, the Okay, so this burger. cigar, just so we're clear. This next cigar. Okay, so this next cigar that we're going to smoke, La Verite. Yeah. Okay, it leaves the, the, the barns. It goes to the factory where it is put in pilones and aged. The tobacco is essentially stacked on top of one another it, in these high piles. Yeah, it's the fermenting. Organized piles. Yeah, the fermenting process. That's the major happens. fermenting process. All the ammonias are gone. Everything's done. Pete will come in and explain the whole thing. But they after gotta, that, they take it and they make a cigar. There's no more putting it into a bale where they, no, where they right. put it in the... In the bill, and that's correct. They don't do that. They don't do that. And then they just make the cigar. And it's never been done before. Well, no, it hasn't. No. And this cigar, on top of that, here's the exciting part about it, is just like the the fine Bordeaux French wines, you buy it on futures. Really? We, the retail store, buy this cigar on futures, and you, the consumer, will buy that from us on futures. So you don't know what the thing's going to be. This is the first one. We're going to try the first one, the 2008. The 2009 is already made. Mm-hmm. It's made. It's in storage. It's doing its aging. It went through that and process. And you have to buy it already. So now I buy it. And you, oh. have to, you have till January to buy that from me. And they'll come out in June or July next year. Like like this one. That's interesting. So this is uh, he breaks the rules. I mean, it's 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 all first, first this, first that, first that. Well, certainly the first to bring this kind of this kind of tobacco aged this way. I believe Pepin Garcia, who makes a cigar, and this is the cigar that really put him on the map. The process called Petun, where he ages the tobacco. Is that correct? How he ages the, he, but he does age it in a spe- special way. Pepin Garcia. Wait till we get him on. Straight to I'm going to wait till we get him on. But asking questions. But the, the Tatuaje cigar was the first time that Pepin Garcia, on his own, was was working from uh, you know in his own factory, actually out of Miami, because because Pete wanted to start this brand and said, "Make this cigar for me." And we're going to hear from that from Pete Johnson. But Tatuaje was the initiation of that, and who's blown up in the cigar industry is Pepin Garcia. Well, Pete Johnson is the guy who brought us the first Pepin Garcia, you know, exclusive product. That's right. So Pete Johnson is the rock star. He is the rock star. And actually, no about it. we're going to really break his chops because he started as a rock star. <laughs> oh my God! I've got so much coming in on it. He has no idea. I want the front end of this too. I want the front. End. The first time I've heard Pete, Pete Johnson's name, believe it or not, I was in the Dominican Republic at the Fuente factory. Yeah. And Carlos Fuente Jr. said to me, "Do you know who Pete Johnson is?" And I said, no. He says, he's up towards your way. At the time, I guess he was living up in Maine. Yeah. And he said, this guy got a tattoo on his arm of Opus X. He says, I got to see this thing. And I didn't know who he was. And you, this was, but this you was don't a remember, long time You don't ago. remember anybody anybody's No, I don't, I don't remember anybody anyway. But you knew who he was. You just didn't, couldn't remember who he was. Because you've met him many times. He was actually a customer of yours to start. Right. This is really going back. Going back. So this was a this is a this is a great story because he's a cigar lover turned into working at a cigar store turned into working at a cigar bar comes out with his own brand and you know what I puts like? it out of the ballpark it's a home run oh huge and and what I like about Pete is in, in the marketing of cigars okay there's this whole trend that's been going on about being hip and smoking cigars and CAO kind of really took that ball and started running with it and then we had Illusion come out and a couple other brands that are marketing toward being hip well see Pete's always been hip Pete's always been a hip and happening guy and just happened to love cigars started smoking junk okay but 
He started smoking now. junk. Started smoking junk from the from the convenience stores. He was making. I he happened did a little to know. Research here. You did some research. I happened to know that Pete couldn't get over spending two dollars for a cigar. He was like, $2 for a cigar? I'm not spending $2 for a cigar. He smoked Henry Clay's back Well, then. I can't get over him coming out with right? a new brand. And what kind of nerve does he have coming out with a $20 cigar out of the gate here? Well, That's uh, what I want to know. It, and, and, and he, he had trouble with a $2 cigar? And, and, it, and, and incidentally, his cigar absolutely took off. I mean, like, a rock, uh, remember when it first hit the store? Yeah. And I, I remember one of the first ones I smoked was Small the Tatuaje Reserve. Yeah. Okay, the Reserve uh, Tatuaje. Oh, my God. I was blown away. And one of our great friends, Arthur, Artie. Yes. Okay? I brought him one of these to his house. And I said, you got to try this cigar. Oh, my God. It just came out brand new. And he was, like, blown away. Because the flavors I think that Tatuaje have are so different. I know. I another man crush. I think Tommy <laughs> has a man crush. <laughs> it's it's uh, a love affair. I can see it. <laughs> you are so excited today. I am. Show. I am. I'm awesome. very, very excited. <laughs> I, re- I really am. Yes, Pete is a big deal to me. For those people listening on the radio, what can they, you know? Maybe this is a sports station you're listening to, and you're saying, uh, "What's this all about?" A guy can get so excited over over a cigar. Stick around because this is not only about cigars. This is the finer things in life. These are incredible products, and uh, we're going to taste fine wine, great food, smoke cigars, talk like guys talk. Visit your local cigar store. Look for Tatuaje cigars, and. Uh, Cabawan, and he's got a whole bunch of different things. He does. But the, the big exciting thing when we come back from break is going to be this brand new cigar. I can't wait to try it. I was so tempted yesterday, but I said, I'll wait for Tommy Grello and smoke you it with did? him. You did? I did. I feel special. You should. Laverte, small production. These are, these are productions of 30,000 cigars. And um, as I said... You're going to buy futures of this thing. So you want to invest in something, here's something to invest. Go into your local cigar store that has it right now. Make the investment on Laverte Cigars. We're going to go to break right now. And when we come back, we're going to bring Pete Johnson in. We'll put him right beside you. Oh, happy I'm like so that. excited. And um, we'll, we'll try the new cigar, and we'll have something to drink, and we're going to have a good time. So stick around. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. Grello Financial is a multi-generational, wholly independent financial planning firm. Family-owned and operated, all of their clients are treated like extensions of their family. They'll take the time to find out what is truly important to you for making great financial decisions. Unlike working with larger firms and talking to voicemail, you are assured to talk with Tom Sr., Tom Jr., Joanne, or Bridget Grella every time. Going through a divorce, selling a business, inheriting money, or about to retire? Consider calling the Grella family at 800-752-7235 or visit them on the web at grellafinancial.com. Securities offered through LPL Financial member FINRA SIPC. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. We do everything from TV to radio and weddings to backyard barbecues. Whether you are planning a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we will tailor a package to fit your needs. Reach me at info at mrjonathanismydj.com or by phone 603-475-1391. Get in on the ground floor of our new show, The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority reaches a strong audience of educated consumers with disposable incomes. We will tailor a commercial to fit your needs from post-production to the finished product. Email us at ads at thecigarauthority.com. That's ads at thecigarauthority.com. Get in on our team and team up 
with the Cigar Authority. Looking to buy or sell a home in Central Florida? How about a vacation home? There's never been a better time than now. Prices are great. Call ownahomeincentralfl.com. FL stands for Florida, and it's warm there, Charlie. That's right, and no state income tax either. Check this out. New construction home, 1,800 square feet, three bed, two bath, brand new, have it the way you want it, starting at 139000 in Kissimmee St. Cloud. Find it online at ownahome.com. In centralfl.com or call our friend Paul Antonelli toll free at 800 338 2549 or Paul's direct cell number and he's going to hate this but I'm giving it to you anyway 321 443 4028 and it's warm here Charlie Whitebird's Brewing is the home of finely crafted, small-batch beers. My friend, owner and operator, Bill Hurlick's goal is to brew great beer for the beer enthusiast. Let me tell you from experience, folks, this guy is all about quality. White Birch Brewing is a two-barrel brewery located in Hookset, New Hampshire, that takes an artisan approach to brewing. Bill releases unique interpretations of Belgian styles, barley wines, imperial stouts, and wild ales. Each batch is bottle conditioned and aged at the brewery. It's a slow process, but one they wouldn't trade for anything. Ask your local retailer for White Birch beers, or go to whitebirchbrewing.com. Our friends at White Birch Brewing are as passionate about beer as the Cigar Authority is about food? No. Cigars. Cigars. Yeah, that makes sense. Hi, this is David Garofalo from the Cigar Authority. I would like to invite you to visit one of my Two Guys Smoke Shops. Two Guys is the largest cigar retailer in the world, and I'm very proud of that. It's Stogie Heaven. Two Guys is conveniently located off Exit 1 on Route 93, 95, and Route 3 in Salem, Nashua, and Seabrook, New Hampshire. You see, there's no cigar tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have put three glorious cigar shops right over the border for your convenience. Take the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in Tax-Free New Hampshire. Or find us on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. We ship cigars anywhere, and single cigars too. Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's stogie heaven. And we are live back on the Cigar Authority, and joining us is the rock star, the man of the hour, the man with the power, the man too sweet to be sour. <laughs> He's the rock star of cigars, Pete Johnson. Welcome aboard the Cigar Authority. Hey, Dave. How are you? Good. New Tom milestone for nice you. Nice to see you, brother. Good seeing you. Thank you. So, so Tommy's got a lot of stuff on you. Um, let's let's dirt, get huh? into the cigar before we start beating him up. All right. Let's smoke the cigar yeah. right away. Should we, uh, light it. Should we pour some special? Well, let's start with the cigar, and then we'll pour some some <laughs> special, okay? So the, the first thing we notice when we, we're opening these right here, is that what we're doing? Yeah. Okay. When, um, let Pete do it. He knows yeah, how to Pete, do it. You, you op- oh, yeah, let's get these that are already open. <laughs> we opened these this morning, okay, and we grabbed the entire roll, and we, I put it to my nose and smelled it, and it just reeks like the inside of a factory. Yeah. Um, That's the smell I know from being in a, in a great factory. Because, uh, truthfully, because the way the cigar's put together, it actually holds a little bit of that, that, that funk to it. Yeah. Um, instead of putting it into bales, we uh, we go we do the drying process after the, the tobacco's fermented, and it goes straight into the cigar. Um, and then after they were sent in the cigar, we put them in, a, in cedar cabinets uh, for a year. Oh, really? Giant 500-count cedar chests. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, good stuff. Um, so now I got a ton of questions. Please. Okay, but we're so excited. He's, I am. He's like a little schoolgirl right now. <laughs> I am. This this cigar is a single vintage cigar. Yes. Okay, which is new in the cigar world. You and I know that terminology from wine, mm-hmm. but cigar guys don't know that terminology. So let's. Can you just describe what that means, please? Single vintage. Uh, I call it single farm vintage. Okay. Uh, in the wine business, there's regulations with uh, the, with the way they put labels on on wine bottles, and mm-hmm. uh, to put a state vintage or or the year on a bottle, it has to come from that year. Uh, it has to come from that estate. There has to be a certain percentage of, of wine that goes into those bottles that actually comes from that estate to call it a state vintage. Right. In France, it's even more regulated. Like if you say Chateau Margaux uh, 2000, it better be 2000 grapes from Chateau Margaux. Otherwise, they get kicked off their, their 1855 classification. But in this you industry, know but in this industry oh, no regulations. This, they have no regulations. And, you know, I'll give you, for instance, brand XYZ, for instance, 1990. <laughs> <laughs> Brand XYZ. You know, I wonder who you're talking about. Well, Not on the wall over there. Yeah, yeah. You know, they never run out of 1990. Very popular cigars that come out, and they and they put a year on it, and never, never runs. Well, out. when the cigar first came out, it, the reason why 1990 is advertised all over that cigar is because they said we have 1990 tobacco that we're using in the cigar, which at the time I believe was. Like 12 years old. And, he, and here's the older. problem. I mean, I was in the business. Uh, we had a big cigar boom come 1992, 93, 94 to 97. There was no tobacco in 1994 that was four years old. True. And now it's 1990, so you're talking 20-year-old tobacco. And it never runs out. And it's a damn good buy at six bucks a stick. Right. And it never runs out. But as P- so the problem is it's not true. Well, it's, and as Pete points out. Are only six bucks a stick? About six bucks, seven bucks. Wow. That cigar comes out, okay? No, nobody has the nerve to charge twenty dollars a cigar nowadays. <laughs> nobody. There's, we'll there's, get into that. We'll get into that. There's no. Uh, there's no regulation on cigars. The, the regulation you're talking about, without getting too much into it, is the French regulation yes. EOC. We we. <clears throat> Excuse me. Where the government says you have to be from this region, and then if you're from a state, you, the idea is that you're controlled if you're in a state wine. Yes. Okay, because the entire state then controls the grapes, the production, the bottling, the blending, the whole thing. And every exactly. estate is known for its for its thing. So you're trying to take this over to cigars, and and are you in that much control? Are you in control of seed to farm to production? And now with uh, because of Pepin, actually, if you don't know anything about Pepin, he actually owns bunch of his own farms now and that's where this farm was his first farm that he bought in Nicaragua and it was his his first vintage off the farm so I had some harebrained idea because I'm a wine lover to uh, to do just that um, since he mentioned uh, so yeah I'm, I'm, start with the I, don't, I don't have control over Pepin's factory but they do give me a lot of room because of our relationship it's more like family now mm-hmm. so do I really have to drink wine this early? In the you don't morning? have to. You don't <laughs> you have to. I I got some Bordeaux just for you. I heard you're a Bordeaux guy. No, I'll enjoy Bordeaux sometime today, but uh, not now. <laughs> so long, long two days. I'll look at it, and smell it. Right. <laughs> you, know, you should you should maybe try it and tell people because you know you you know wine too. You don't have to drink. Oh, it's a good Margot. Oh no, this, this is, is a Madoc. Uh, this is Madoc. I do have a Margot with us as well, though. Um, so yeah, 
And matter of fact, Pete, I got something for you. I happen to know your favorite thing to drink with a cigar is an orange soda. Orange soda is wonderful, actually. Tommy has a love affair with this guy. How do you know that? It's it, it. I don't know what it is about orange soda. I think it's uh, because every time I'm in Miami, they always have a sun-kissed or orange crust uh, laying around the house, so that's what I drink. I happen to know that, so there you go. There's your orange soda. Uh, I'm, you brought props. I'm making you uncomfortable. Sorry, Pete. No, it's all good. It's all good. So, so, Pete, you come out with this cigar where it's a single vintage. Now, different than Bordeaux, to get real specific, yes. this is not a blend. This is all one kind of tobacco from one farm. Yes, this year this year was, uh, well, the 2008 crop was all Habano because Pepin's farm was actually very small at the time. Okay. And uh, he only had one seed to plant, which was Habano. So I can't do anything but use wrapper, binder, filler of anything but Habano. So next year, the 2009 crop is actually uh, Habano, Creole 98, and Pelo de Oro. So the blend changes every year because of what's based on what's planted in the farm. The farm grew a little bit. Yeah. Not a lot, just a little bit. And uh, whatever he plants in the farm, that's what I have my choice of seeds to use. Wow. I'm, uh, I was expecting something different. It's, it's Were you expecting strong? A it's lot strong. Yeah, I was expecting. It's supposed to be. But it, put it through your nose, Dave. It's, uh, it's very different than I would have imagined the cigar to taste like. This is amazing. No joke. This cigar is really, really good. <laughs> You just got blown away. Well, one of the things you do to taste a cigar to get the full taste is you bring the smoke into your mouth and you exhale through your nose, but it does give you a heightened sense of awareness, especially when you start use drinking. Your I'm starting to drink. You're starting to drink. All right, let's have a cheers. Cheers. Uh, so we're drinking French Bordeaux wine because, and I'm drinking orange soda. Out of respect, <laughs> out of respect to you and uh, and what you're trying to do here. So there is no real regulation yet. You're following a set of rules that you that you're going to now try and be consistent with with your production, and that is to make a cigar that, like an estate wine, is completely controlled by the one production, yes. by one complete um, animal, by mm -hmm. Pepin, and you're using just that vintage th that's grown in one particular year. Yes. And now, where grapes and cigars separate is in the aging process, and rather than aging beyond the pallone stage, you've decided to age the cigar after it's made. Yeah, I mean the whole the whole pilon thing is is the key. I mean fermentation. If you don't have good fermentation, uh, you might as well not put it into a, a bale or a cigar because it's not going to change. Right. Uh, you, the key is the fermentation. So once you put tobacco or anything wine, if you don't ferment the grapes right, right, you're you're gonna have bad wine. Right. Um, cigars the same way. The key is the fermentation. I talked to. People like Frankie Neza, the Oliva Tobacco family, and of course Pepin and Jaime, and they all say, if you don't have good fermentation, it doesn't matter what you do with the tobacco. So you were talking about how a lot of tobacco goes, uh, most of it goes into bales, yeah, and then goes into cigars. Well, in, in Cuba, they would actually do a poor fermentation process nowadays, not in the old days, a poor fermentation process on the tobacco. And then they would put it in a bale for like a month, and then it would go to the factory to be rolled. So, so he is. Yeah. <laughs> so that was almost not anyway. So, yeah, that was, like, that was like it was a waste of time. Um, Boy, this is very subtle flavors. Yeah. Very, yeah, very subtle. Let's talk about the flavors of the cigar so our, our listeners can know. First of all, this is a $20 retail cigar. Mm -hmm. And it's available in boxes of 10? 10, 25, 50, and 100. 
so it's available in many different size boxes. So if you don't want to buy a ton of them, because twenty dollars a stick for a lot of guys is a lot 20 of twenty this year, next year twenty five. Yeah, this was uh, released on a premier pricing because. Uh, Oh, this is premier pricing at twenty dollars yeah. a stick. Yeah. So we should all be grateful that you only <laughs> wanted to charge twenty dollars a cigar. Thank you. Thank you, Pete. No, no, Tommy, come on, man. Hey, I, I, cigar party. We tell it like it is true. We're the truth. truth. I did it. I did. You are the truth. <laughs> I, I did it uh, for a reason. I, I really, for me, it's it's my most uh, serious project I've ever done. Okay. And I. It's really about the project, and that's where a lot of that price comes from. Instead of the time, it's the new that, house uh, in L.A. It's the new house in L.A. <laughs> project. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even get to see my house in L.A. anymore. Right, uh, so. so. behind man's. But no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you remember my apartment on on on. Uh, We're gonna Orch- go there on Orchid behind Man's Chinese Theater. We're gonna go there. Yeah, there's only forty six thousand cigars here. Five guys in one bedroom apartment. Yeah. That went over real well, huh? Oh, they yeah. loved you there, didn't they? Oh, no, they didn't like us. And all the hotels before that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, five, five guys in a rock band living in one hotel room doesn't go over so big, does yeah, it? Yeah, from town. We, got, we actually <laughs> we got kicked out of a few hotel rooms in, in Victorville. We, we were doing a, uh, a bunch of uh, dates around California and, and outside California. And we got to Victorville, and we had a few days to promote before the shows. Yeah. And it got to the point where they would find out we were too many guys. We went, we went through three hotels. This is the rock band. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. was the name of the band? Uh, originally, it started as Hung Jury. But uh, you're going to love this. When we changed our name, sorry about that, guys. We changed our name to uh, to go kind of underground. Uh-huh. Because our, our record, uh, well, our management company and our lawyers told us we wanted to, they wanted to sit us, like, in, in shows that no one knew about. Yeah. For more industry stuff. Yeah. And uh, we went as, we shortened it to Ah, but it was uh, the amazing albino hermaphrodites. <laughs> I, I don't wait, know wait, if there's wait. any truth to that. No, my tattoo artist gave me the name. He goes, you should use the name I want to use for a band. I'm like, what is it? He told me. I was like, I convinced my band. I don't know how I convinced my band to call it that. There's a lot of drinking in those The days. amazing albino hermaphrodites. Yeah, it was kind of messed up. Um, yeah. But it, yeah, it, worked for, it worked for a few months. So what, what do you play? Bass guitar. Bass. And, uh, and you sing? Backup. Backup. Falsetto, though. Uh, no, no. I was a uh, full voice. You're a full voice guy? I, I, I was surprisingly enough with my voice now. You're I actually hit all the high notes. I heard that. Yeah. I heard that you're known for that, actually. If you wanted, I could have brought a CD. Some, I, this is oh, a, I wish you some, did. Uh, some uh, record, small record label, indie yeah. record label, actually assigning all the old, uh, the old Sunset Strip bands to put them out, and they just... They, our CD just came out like last week. Oh, we gotta get we gotta get a hold of that, Chuck. You gotta get a hold of his CD. S- see if you can actually call find the station. Me, though, see if you can find. Something. I don't use the same name in the band, so it's oh, all, it's all no good. Oh, no kidding. There's, there's another uh, very famous black musician, Pete Johnson. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, so, a, and a famous football player. Yep, that's right. I think he played for the Bengals, right? Right. Um, I want to know about I'm a sports fan. You didn't know that. <laughs> no. You didn't know I played basketball. When no I was. one looks looks at you and says, "Oh, well, that's a sports fan." Remember, <laughs> the, remember, remember the hoop shoot competitions? Yeah, I won in Maine. <laughs> I swear to God, that's like saying you're the smartest kid in special ed. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I won in Maine. Ooh, good for you. <laughs> hey, dude. I know, okay. Maine's not talented for basketball. No. You see a lot, oh. you see a lot hey. of musicians in this business, huh? Yeah. Aren't half the Celtics from Maine? Oh, no. They're <laughs> from Los Angeles. That's right. Actually, Maine has some pretty awesome high school basketball, though. Up in Pittsfield, there's, you know, a, there's a private high school that has... Pittsfield's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah I know Pittsfield. They, and they have a... 
uh, I don't even remember the name of the school, but it's a famous high school. They grab kids from all over the country, and they're known for their basketball. It's, uh, I was surprised when I played in high school. I actually, uh, actually, junior high. In junior high, I had to play against a kid that was like six foot six already. Really? In junior high, I was convinced he was actually in high school. He just kept on getting kicked back oh. for years. Well, my my alma mater is Central Catholic in Lawrence, mm-hmm. and we have a kid who's a senior this year who's already been recruited. I think he's going to. Uh, Oh, I can't remember the name of the school at the moment, but he's, he was recruited by like 30 or 40 schools. Ridiculous. He's graduating at 6 foot 11. Well, wow. 6 foot 11. DeRoches is the kid's name. All right, well, watch and, him. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. My brother is a teacher at Central Catholic, so, uh, you know, we, we could say we knew you when. You know, Miami Heat's looking for some players. <laughs> <laughs> they still haven't filled their wow. yet. We got a lot of sports radio stations, so they're going to love hearing that. Well, you know what I have on here? I have a list that you are an uh, aspiring fashion designer. Oh, Is that possible? <laughs> Do you have to put it that way? I love it. No, when I was younger, my, my uncle was in the fashion business. He was a uh, what they called a consultant. He would consult with all the a lot of big companies like uh, Pierre Cardin and Kenneth Cole and stuff. And remember, I don't know if you remember when Kenneth Cole made suits, they put cigar pockets on on the inside. Yeah. That was my my uncle's idea no because kidding. he had a he had a nephew in the cigar business. And he thought it was a cool idea. That's awesome. So how do, t- tell us? We're not going to get into how you started smoking cigars yet because I want to save that. That's fun. <laughs> but um, how did you get into Pepin? Tell tell us your how you initiated that well, relationship. I, I've with never been in Pepin, but uh, <laughs> man, this is a G-rated <laughs> show. Okay. <laughs> how did I get into Pepin? Um, truthfully, he. Uh, he came out to Los Angeles by a whim of a, a friend of mine who was a sales rep. Said, "Hey, do you still want to make a cigar?" And I said, "Yeah, uh, I got a guy for you. We're going we're to come out to Los Angeles and roll you a cigar." And I met this guy named Jose Garcia. They called him Pepin all day, and I was like, "Okay, who's this guy?" Yeah, because I had been in the business, you know, for a long time, and Dave. Dave yeah. remembers me from a long, or actually vaguely remembers me, but he finally. Re- oh yeah, yeah, you're that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, I think by the by the fifth cigar, Pepin like nailed it for me. The first three he gave me, it was just kind of like we had no conversation, nothing. He just kind of rolled three cigars. I wasn't really thrilled with him, but as soon as he talked with me about his history and mm-hmm. and we kind of got this bonding of like you know where he came from. Yeah, I just said, man, do what you know best. Don't try to make uh, brands that are already on on the U.S. market. Do right. what you do you used to do in Cuba. And he's like, oh, <laughs> that's, that's easy. That's, <laughs> that's easy. <laughs> Trying to be somebody he's not. So that's kind of where he kind of stuck with his Cuban tradition because before that it was more about trying to make a cigar for the U.S. market. And so you asked him to make a cigar in the Cuban tradition. Yeah. Almost not, not even thinking about trying to um, – you weren't thinking about marketing at the time. You were just thinking about making a great cigar. You know, it's funny because uh, everybody thinks that I come from a marketing background, which is hysterical because I, I never went to college. Uh, my college was the Sunset Strip in Los Angeles. Yeah, you know, street college, street though. street life. Yeah, and uh, people think that I'm like this Willy Wonka of the of the cigar business because of these crazy ideas. But I, I just I'm looking for something different, and the cigar was completely different. But I wanted to stick with tradition, and that's why I paid respect to a lot of the old sizes and the look of the cigar. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's one of those things that. Uh, just kind of came out of respect for what was past, you know. 
Well, I think I think you hit it out of the park right from the get go. Oh, sure. I didn't know who the heck you were. You know, you know, Pete. We never we didn't meet until your cigar came out. Hey, trust me. But I loved your cigar. There's a lot of people that still have no idea what the brand is, or they've never heard of the brand. Which it's it's nice to see because I know I still have potential smokers out there. Right. Um, I was talking to Alan Rubin, and he said the same thing. He's like. A lot of people don't know my product. Yeah. And, uh, a lot of potential for growth. And there's a lot of potential for growth. Yeah. Well. And, of course, with Alan, the 94 points doesn't hurt. Right. <laughs> right. But here's, here's another guy. You're seven years in now. Yes. And Alan's about geez, 10 years or more in, and he's really growing. And this is the people from Alec Bradley. And last I saw him when I was in Miami and saw his facilities, he's really getting ready to grow and stuff. And I said, you know, you're the hottest new cigar maker 10 years in the making, but yeah. here you are. And uh, he's starting to get some accolades, too, uh, for, for doing some different things. And that's what it's about, not trying to do the same old thing and share market share from somebody else. You didn't try to get market share from anybody. No, I, uh, nowadays I think we're, we're just taking market share away from the big, big, big companies. Not, uh, not the Lito Gomez's or the Fuentes or the Padrones of the world, but more like the old brands that are just kind of, yeah, for like lack of Romeo better words, Giulietta, like that. petering out. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why do why do you say that? Why do you think you're taking market share away from them? I, I, just because uh, it seems like uh, people are looking for a higher quality standard uh-huh. as far as the product goes, and uh, maybe more more of a flavor. You know, well, a flavor we, profile. We've said it many times, Tom, that uh, you know I don't think you can make seven million of something and make it quality and consistent. I don't care what it is. But, uh, or you can make a McDonald's hamburger. You can make millions and millions of them, and they're all bad. Billions but they're all the same, yeah. <laughs> but they're all the same, and they're all bad because they couldn't be sensational. No, yeah. That many. And so. then the same thing with In-N-Out. You know, when In-N-Out first, uh, In-N-Out Burger, you know In-N-Out Burger? Yeah. It's out oh, in Los yeah. Angeles. Yeah. When they first came out, it was small, small mom-and-pop uh, burger joints, and... They're starting to become big, so people still like the burgers. But I would rather go down to, you know, the the new place down the street that's making it with good beef and all that stuff. Absolutely. Um, so In and Out's starting to turn into the McDonald's style, in my opinion. What about Five Guys? Five Guys is good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's not two guys, but it's fine. Yeah, Five Guys burgers are fantastic. Yeah, they good. just hit the East Coast. We don't have In and Out over here. But we have five guys. The first five guy I ever had was in uh, the IAD airport in Washington, D.C. And it's fantastic, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Wow, those are belly bombs. Yeah, they are. They're good. This no, is, um, Dave, what you were talking about, the 7 million cigars, is that uh, a lot of people don't know that I, I have five brands. I'm actually working on two more for next year. Out of the seven that I'll have, five of them are old Cuban brands. Yeah. But out of all the cigars I make and all the brands that I make, there's only, I don't know, 1.7 million cigars. That's really your production's 1.7 million with all the Everything. brands I make. That's a very, very small amount in the cigar. I mean, Lito's making. <laughs> but I can three. tell you, I can tell you, I'm scared of growth. So, <laughs> why are you scared of growth? Uh, you know what? I I talked to with Edgar in the car earlier. My uh, my sales rep here in, in New England. It's uh, it just scares me. It, well, grow because I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to do this. That's what ends you know. up happening. Uh, We've seen it over and over again okay. that you, um, if they take on too much production, all of a sudden the facility can't handle it, the product goes down, and then it's the bigger they are, the harder they fall. I just ran into Tony Burhani on a plane. Oh, and there's the perfect uh, analogy right and there. And Tony really understands his, his, uh, 
Rise and fall. Rise and fall. Good. We had a long talk about it, and uh, I understand he's coming out again this year. And I, I really wish him well because it, yes. he, he was truthfully, he's the one that started it all for us boutique guys. Yes, he is. I mean, he did amazing work, and uh, when he started to fall, everybody's like, "Man, this is like the the king is you know being dethroned." Right. It is. So. Right. You saw people like Rocky and stuff used to follow him around. Yeah. Everybody trying to copy what he did, and. Uh, that was the perfect analogy of rise and fall. Oh, no, yeah. Rocky's, Rocky's uh, cousin, Nimish, was yeah. on the plane also. I said, you should be thanking this guy because if it weren't for him, Rocky would be nowhere. Right. You Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And that, that's a lot of the people, but uh, very interesting, and it'll be interesting to see uh, what Tony Bahani comes out with this year. He's going to launch everything new. It's everything new and different, and mm-hmm. I'm dying to try it and taste it. Uh, there's no doubt about that the, the quality of that, what once was a great product, became really junk right you know i'll call it the way it is i mean it's it, unsmokable junk is what it became unfortunately yeah. and we carried it as long as we could uh on a personal level but just couldn't couldn't uh handle it anymore oh, so yeah dying to try it again so it'll be interesting and you don't want that obviously to happen to you and uh like lito gomez he's another one that i, I don't know if he's much over two million uh no, production. They, they say about three million right yeah i think lito's around three million it's hard to tell nowadays because everybody thinks that padron's around seven but no, there's no real there. number. They're not even there either. No, you can you can tell looking at the imports into the U.S. and stuff. Now uh, Nicaragua has become so popular, it just oh, overtook yeah. Honduras right now with production numbers coming in. So uh, Nicaragua, in my personal opinion, has the best tobacco in the world. What do you think? Outside of, outside of the growth um, in Cuba? The growing of tobacco in Cuba is wonderful, but the fermentation is, is the problem. Yeah. Uh, I hear know. that they're having problems getting getting what they need in the fields, though, to grow good tobacco. They're not getting the calcium back into the soil and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, because they're, they're, they're planting corn instead of beans in the, in the fields. Right. They're, 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 they're not rotating their soil. It, yeah. I've been very, so very unhappy with Cuban cigars. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, they're, I they're, no, the tobacco stinks right now. But I'll tell you, the, the, the biggest key out of that is definitely the fermentation. It's, that's so the, why are they just trying to pump it out fast? Is that what they're doing? If you think about it, it's a, it's a big uh, money-making machine for a guy named Fidel Castro. That's it. Right? Who you look like. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I've, been, I've been told by the Garcias that I need to shave my beard. Yeah. <laughs> they're not happy with that, right? No, yeah. I met Pepin many, many years ago in, in uh, Jalapa, mm-hmm. and, I, and I took a ride out there. He was still with, the, uh, with, with Cuba. Oh, we met back then, st- yeah. Still then. Yeah. And um, somebody said, I want to take you out to meet this guy, and I met him. And when he did end up coming to Miami, I was taken there, and I did what you did. Smoked a few different cigars he wanted me to try. Uh, would I like to make a private label? And I smoked a few things and everything. Eh, it was all right. It was all right. And I said, okay, how much for this? And he gave me the prices. And I said, are you crazy? Yeah. No, I want to buy it so I can resell it and make a brand out of it. And he said, no, no, this is the price. This is the price. And I walked away from it. Yeah. I, and I'm shooting I'm, myself. You know, this is one that got past me, that's for sure. And then I see Tatuaje come out, and I go, oh, man, I missed it. No, when he first told me the prices, too, I was like, oh, I, I think I might be able to work with this. But uh, the day that the production started, they said, we need this much more per cigar. Oh, like, my God. I was like, i got to recalculate everything. And, and you know, your cigars, you know, on cheap. I mean, they're, they're yeah. high price. They're very, very good. I don't want to take that away from you, but you're priced at, at the top of, of the boutique right now. Yeah, and since uh, since the uh, the brown label came out, and that that was where it all started with the price point. I've come out with a lot of other brands that are a lot lower price, right. more accessible. But um, Tatuaje is the majority of, of your sales. 
Uh, yeah, well, the, because I have the red label, the Havana 6, and the, okay. and the brown label, so that's those are the two most popular. But uh, the Nutrium Fedora line actually has yeah. grown pretty quickly. I'm loving La Riqueza. La Riqueza yeah. is fabulous to me. That's a great, great tasting cigar. It is a yeah. great tasting cigar. It is. The, the, and uh, this one's growing on me. It has built is, up in strength. It has built, it has built up as we as Let's talk on. about this for a second because this is a single, one kind of tobacco and uh, very much different from French wine. This is more like an American wine. Americans don't often make clarets. Well, Americans often have single, single like you know. This is more like a uh, silver oak cabernet. This is more like a uh, Palmerol, which is usually a hundred percent Merlot, or sometimes a, a blend of a hundred percent Merlot or ninety-five percent Merlot and five percent Cap Franc or something. Right. Uh, or it could be like a Burgundy in a sense, where right. you're talking about a hundred percent Pinot. Right. So uh, it's that's more of that style. Habano for me is like that soft, sweet, you know easy smoking tobacco that doesn't overwhelm the palate not at all um so i kind of relate it to like a soft palm or like a i don't know maybe this is my pet petrus of my cigars I don't Ooh, know. <laughs> that's quite a statement this this doesn't taste like a typical tatuaje to me no and no, i don't mean that no. as an insult at no, all no no because typical tatuajes have, have blends of uh, you know habano wrapper from from the oliva tobacco family um a couple different binders, and then we use uh, Jalapa and Esteli tobacco. So Jalapa's got, you know, a more rounded, earthy level to it, and Esteli has more of that spice level to it. Mm-hmm. It changes it completely. Once you use 100% Esteli, when uh, when we first started making these, uh, the Oliva tobacco family said, you can't get wrapper out of Esteli. And we showed them the wrapper that was coming off the farm. It's sun-grown, so it's going to be a little bit more rustic looking. It's right. got, you know, those... Those color variations in it, but it burns perfectly. It does. I mean, so it does. It was it was really really surprising, and some people didn't believe it at first. Actually, the Oliva Tobacco family thought we were using their wrapper on it. Really? (laughs) Now, wasn't it um, Law Twenty Three that came out from Perdomo? That was their idea too to take one specific lot. I don't think they did the same year production of of, of anything. But did they, they use one hundred percent one lot, or did that's they, what they that's, that's what, what they claim. Says. Yeah, they claim it's uh, oh, one cool. lot, lot twenty three, and that was the idea of it. But it was different years that that made up. Because like Alito Gomez uh, with LG, he used to have it's only from his farm, right? And it used to be a blend of years, but now I think about four years ago he started doing one hundred percent. From one year, so he's more really. really? I just found out. I, I talked to Lito about it. He goes, "Yeah, I've been doing it for about four years now, where it's 100 percent the one vintage." But he talks about it a little differently. He says that his 2009 release, and he calls it the 2009 LG, is from 2005 tobacco or something. Okay, like that. and he, and he's bailing it, doing the yeah, like, yeah. regular process. Yeah, so he's aging it in the bales, and yeah. I'm doing a little bit more like wine in the sense where it goes from, you know. Uh, into the vats, you know, crushing the vats into barrel, into bottle. That's yeah. more like this. What'll be interesting with this one, if you ever wanted to age a cigar and see what the difference is going to be with some time, I am dying to see what this happens. I mean, I have to put a few boxes aside Please. myself. I will. And uh, go to it each year, you know, on the anniversary date or something. Yeah. Maybe we go to it and say, all right, let's try it now. That's really and, what I'm, I'm so excited about is because um, every year the cigar is going to change. And yeah. I'm telling people ahead of time that they're taking a risk on the fact that 09 might be different to where they don't like it as much as 08. It will be different. There's no uh, doubt about it. It's a you got remember, uh, it's like any crop of uh, any fruit or vegetable. If you get too much rain, it thins it out. You get tomatoes that are 
not as juicy and plump because uh, there was too much rain in the farm that year. Right. Um, very similar. In 2010, the tobacco is like leather. It's thick, big. Uh, so we're expecting 2010 to be phenomenal, and Papin's really excited because he's, even in Cuba, for all of his, his years in Cuba, he's never seen a crop like this. Really? I've, I've been hearing that, yeah, that the tobacco's going to be great, no, so we'll expect all, that a couple of years from pretty now. Pretty much all over the world, too, the 2010 crop. I don't know what was going on with the weather. Maybe it's global warming. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about that. Well, the, 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 the crop that we're smoking now is absolutely unbelievable. I, I can't believe we're smoking one type of tobacco right now. Yeah. You remember how some of the companies come and give us a tobacco and they roll a cigar just in that tobacco and, and we try don't like it, it and it's awful and then they because say no it's, 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 it's supposed to be awful now let's try this type of tobacco and then they after you go through three of them they you smoke the finished product his all three and well you, say, you can't hide this okay this is this has got to be great tobacco because it's, it can't be hidden in any way you can't make it better it's 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 very hard to make a, a single blend cigar like this no, yeah, in one place. If I if I really wanted to hide it, I would probably sneak in some Jalapa tobacco, but uh, I I just can't do it. it for I'm me, this is didn't. this is this is serious, and it, it means something to to have uh, maybe a new footprint in the industry that uh, that, that, well, uh, that people it, might recognize and hopefully copy in a way because. Uh, I, I don't. I want. I like the. I like the fact that people will tell the truth in the industry. Uh, Manny Ferraro from Ashton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I talk about and Jesus Fuego, uh, another great, great guy. Great guy. We talk about this all the time. We want to go on a no bullshit tour. Yeah, <laughs> gonna have to leave. Well, you started right here. Let me tell you, you started at the right place because. On the Cigar Authority, you said I was breaking your chops. I mean, yeah, yeah we're yeah. going to tell the truth. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, our, our listeners are well-informed cigar smokers. They really know their stuff. They want to they tune in to us because they're sick and tired of reading the magazines that don't necessarily give certain cigars great ratings because those guys don't like them or they don't advertise with them or whatever. We don't do that here. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, that's why I loved hearing your uh, your opening statements. This was hysterical to watch. <laughs> Yeah, that it's the truth, and it, it you know take nothing away from the the retail business that goes on around us. But you know when we come here, it's it's uh, let's just tell it the way it is, and that was no, what was cool. the idea at the beginning of the show. And I, I think you'll uh, you'll gain a lot more respect in the long run from it. So yeah, I mean some people aren't going to like it, but we're going to tell it the way it is and, and warn them in advance that uh, if you want to come on, it's going to be the truth that's going to be told here, and if you don't like it. Skip it. Yeah. You know, I understand. Absolutely. And you'll see some people skip it, that's for sure. So far, our advertisers, incidentally, are, are a little bit skeptical of that, and everybody's kind of waiting on the sidelines and seeing, but I think that's, you know, t- time to jump in. I mean, I'm not here selling the show, but that we're going we're gonna to be popular amongst our listeners because yeah, no, we're, yeah. we're going to concentrate on doing what's right. No, exactly. Exactly. And that's, you know? a, that's what you need to do. There we go. So 30,000 production was the first year. You were actually keeping your regular job on. Oh, oh well, yeah, on the first year, yeah. So yes. you, you keep your job, which at that time was uh, the Grand Havana Room. At the time, I was working for the Grand Havana Room. Yeah. Okay, so. And where's that? In L.A.? Uh, well, they had the location in L.A., uh, which they still have. Um, New York on uh, Fifth Avenue, and then a location in Washington, D.C. At that and time. And a location in Vegas. And where were you there? I was, I was their director of retail. So basically, I was in charge of buying and uh, doing all the inventories for the for the company as far as cigars go. And how did you start in in, in tobacco? Uh, I know you started smoking. When you I started smoking early on, and when I paid two dollars a cigar, like you said, uh, I about freaked out. Did it, you really? It, it was expensive at the time. Uh, it was a Pleiades or Pleiades, whatever. Pleiades. Um, and I called my girlfriend. I think it was two dollars and fifty cents, and I, that was before I discovered Henry Clay. Yeah, because Henry Clay, I was starting to sell that at like a dollar, 
It was like I think remember Henry, Henry Clay oh, looked, I still, looked terribly made. I mean, but it was I, just I, I, I still stuff. smoke them. Really? I still smoke them. I got sued by that company. So. Did you really? For what? No, nah, it's a long story. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Come on. With a cigar authority. We, no, this is, this is a big company in the industry. We and, went uh, into it. The Floor de Lee. They, Floor de Lee oh, with, 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 with oh, they, they actually uh, they had a question about a, a trademark issue, and and uh, we we went back and forth for a while, but uh, we, we finalized with it. Yeah. A nice agreement. The and, New Orleans uh, Saints didn't like it either. I still, yeah. I still smoke Henry Clay's because I think it's a very rustic. You know, if you want what I call sweet dirt, that's yeah, a, it's that's a fun way to actually, go. Actually, you, you mentioned Jesus Fuego. You want sweet dirt? Yeah, smoking or do you hang? I love his originals in that line. The little guy. The little guy. It's yeah. fantastic. I, we I, keep telling our listeners. There's a two dollar and fifty cents cigar. Yeah, I buy, uh, and that's yeah. <laughs> that thing's I, I buy, awesome. I buy five packs of those whenever I'm around. Like if I see him, I, I pick one up because it's for me. I like what other people do, and, and Jesus is just a, a real cool, honest guy. Oh, and, salt and, of the earth. Oh, yeah, wonderful. We agree. He's, yeah. he's one of the greatest guys in the cigar world right now. We had him on one of the first shows, and it's the lost episode because <laughs> it aired, and then it was deleted somehow, and it's gone oh, forever, no. so we're going to have to bring him on. At the end of this thing, we're high-fiving each other. The show went really great. Very cool. And then it was gone. So we'll do it again with him. But he, he, yeah. uh, he informed me, and I've been in this business 25 years. He taught me so much. It's unbelievable. For, His me, whole family. for me, he's one of the best guys in the industry. Yeah. He's doing what's right. He's doing what he believes in. And, and he will uh, have success with it, too. It's yeah. the right way. Maybe it's the slow success by doing it the right way and the honest way. And it's slow because you're not going to tell any uh, crap stories or something. Yeah, and he, you know, he got, he's got good people working for him, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, we, we hope uh, good luck with him. Um, so you, you uh, once the production got good and better, you were able to leave and you go full time finally. Yeah, actually, in 2006, I finally, after three years of doing dual jobs, I finally left in 2006 because I went to our Las Vegas trade show and I got uh, bombarded at the uh, trade show booth. Like literally, I could not move for for three days straight. You know, I'll tell you, as a retailer, and we had your product early yeah, on, yeah. I can't tell you how many people came to me and said, come on, you know Pete, ask him for me, do me a favor, and see if you give can me get an account. Guy. Yeah, get me an account. And I said, there's nothing I can do. I don't know him that well to, to come up to him and say that. I, and if you remember at that show, I mean, I walked a few people over and said, you know, <laughs> he wants to meet you. And You know Diana from, from yes, Uptown in sure. Chicago? She, I've known her forever, and... Uh, she came to the booth that year in 2006, and I looked at her and I said, Diana, don't do this to me. Because she, she gave me her, her look, and yeah. she says, you're going to sell to me, kitty. And I'm like, <laughs> she's an old how do, lady. How do, you, how do you say no to Diana? She's yeah. one of our, you know. She's the matriarch of yeah. the cigar business. Is she really? Uh, up, up Down Cigars up down in Chicago. Chicago yeah. yeah, if you're in Chicago, great place to go. It is. We're going um, to take a break here in a minute, and when we come back, Peter, if you could stay on, we've got some food. Oh, great. We've got to have something to eat because we're going to smoke strong cigars, and we're going to go into a, uh, what is that, 2005, a 2005 cigar we're going to get into. Have you opened up the box? Just yeah. opened it up, yeah. Just They're all good? It. They're beautiful. Okay, good. They're, They're beautiful. beautiful. I can't wait to smoke it, it's, although that's a, that's an all-day sucker right there, but it's going to be a lot of fun smoking that. You're going to you're gonna have to pull this out of my hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how no I kidding. feel. Yeah, this is, this, I don't want to put this down right now. This is so freaking good. No. So which we're, we're smoking the uh, 2008 La Verite with Pete Johnson and his first single vintage crop. And when we come back, we're going to have a little something to eat, a little bit more wine, and we'll come back and talk more with Pete Johnson. Okay. So See don't ya. go anywhere. We'll be right back with the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my 
Get in on the ground floor of our new show, The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority reaches a strong audience of educated consumers with disposable incomes. We will tailor our commercial to fit your needs, from post-production to the finished product. Email us at ads at thecigarauthority.com. That's ads at thecigarauthority.com. Get in on our team and team up with The Cigar Authority. Looking to buy or sell a home in Central Florida? How about a vacation home? There's never been a better time than now. Prices are great. Call ownahomeincentralfl.com. FL stands for Florida, and it's warm there, Charlie. That's right, and no state income tax either. Check this out. New construction home, 1,800 square feet, three-bed, two-bath, brand new, have it the way you want it, starting at 139000 in Kissimmee, St. Cloud. Find it online at ownahome.com. In centralfl.com or call our friend Paul Antonelli toll free at 800 338 2549 or Paul's direct cell number and he's going to hate this but I'm giving it to you anyway 321 443 4028 and it's warm there Charlie Whitebird's Brewing is the home of finely crafted, small-batch beers. My friend, owner and operator, Bill Hurlick's goal is to brew great beer for the beer enthusiast. Let me tell you from experience, folks, this guy is all about quality. White Birch Brewing is a two-barrel brewery located in Hookset, New Hampshire, that takes an artisan approach to brewing. Bill releases unique interpretations of Belgian styles, barley wines, imperial stouts, and wild ales. Each batch is bottle conditioned and aged at the brewery. It's a slow process, but one they wouldn't trade for anything. Ask your local retailer for White Birch beers, or go to whitebirchbrewing.com. Our friends at White Birch Brewing are as passionate about beer as the Cigar Authority is about food? No. Cigars. Cigars. Yeah, that makes sense. Hi, this is David Garofalo from the Cigar Authority. I would like to invite you to visit one of my Two Guys Smoke Shops. Two Guys is the largest cigar retailer in the world, and I'm very proud of that. It's Stogie Heaven. Two Guys is conveniently located off Exit 1 on Route 93, 95, and Route 3 in Salem, Nashua, and Seabrook, New Hampshire. You see, there's no cigar tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have put three glorious cigar shops right over the border for your convenience. Take the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in Tax-Free New Hampshire. Or find us on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. We ship cigars anywhere, and single cigars too. Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. We do everything from TV to radio and weddings to backyard barbecues. Whether you are planning a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we will tailor a package to fit your needs. Reach me at info at MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com or by phone 603-475-1391. Hey, Sammy B here. Sammy B's Custom Carpentry. Foundation to finish and everything in between. Find a job I can't do. I dare you. At Sammy B's Custom Carpentry, I build everything myself. So you know it's American made and built to last. I don't subcontract. I'm committed to getting the job and I'm committed to finishing the job personally. Call for a brochure and references. 603-553-2345. If you can dream it, I can build it. Sammy B's 603-553-2345. 
Grello Financial is a multi-generational, wholly independent financial planning firm. Family owned and operated, all of their clients are treated like extensions of their family. They'll take the time to find out what is truly important to you for making great financial decisions. Unlike working with larger firms and talking to voicemail, you are assured to talk with Tom Sr., Tom Jr., Joanne, or Bridget Grella every time. Going through a divorce, selling a business, inheriting money, or about to retire? Consider calling the Grella family at 800-752-7235 or visit them on the web at grellafinancial.com. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Okay, we are back live. This is our authority, David Garofalo and Tommy Grella, and our guest today, Pete Johnson from Tatuaje Cigars, and time to have a little manja. Yeah, so let me, let me tell you what we're doing here today because we've got, we've got Pete here. Pete's a big wine guy. All right, and Pete, I know that you prefer Bordeaux. Is that correct? I do, yeah. Okay, so Fre- so he's a French Bordeaux wine guy. So I said, what am I going to give a cigar guy that likes French Bordeaux? So how about the Cuban sandwich, which is the quintessential cigar guy food, right? But done in the French tradition, we've got roasted lamb that I marinated in Dijon mustard, and I oh. did it with, um, with Gruyere cheese pressed like a Cuban sandwich, okay, but also with uh, a little mustard in there and some... Uh, roasted garlic and onion jam. I hate to tell you, but I'm a vegetarian. No, Get the I'm, I'm oh, <laughs> I was going to kill you. Something I don't know about Pete. So grab grab a piece of sandwich, Dave. Yours, yours no, my, my employee was a vegetarian for 19 years, and mysteriously one day he started eating beef, and he's never gone back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, once you start, forget it. And pork to me is, is just the best, but uh, we had to do something that was going to be able to hold up to uh, the Bordeaux wines. Um, because the Bordeaux wines are known for being big and great with roasted meat, and I wanted to do that, but we're limited to what we can do here live on the show where we are at the cigar store. <laughs> well, you're not going to get the, 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 the cooking out, the, the, the kitchen, building the kitchen. You should do a cooking yeah. show. It's <laughs> I did, actually. I, I was on a show called The Next Food Network Star on the Food Network. You know what? We talked about this a long time ago. We I did. remember this. We mm. did. You're, you're, you're a popular guy. You know a lot of people, so it's hard to remember all the stories, but... No, we talked about it the first time I was at Two Guys uh, with the Cabe Guan. When we were upstairs, uh, yeah. right. And I told you how much I love Cabe Guan, and you were like, who is this guy? <laughs> well, I got news know, for you, man. I'm the cigar authority. Cabe Guan, uh, my brand Cabe Guan is probably my uh, my slowest seller because I think a lot of people don't understand it. And it's for me, it's it's a wonderful cigar. It's the greatest. My my opinion, that the best, the best thing you make, it was the cigar of the year for us in 2005. Great cigar. Uh, not the... Doesn't pack the punch of a tatuaje, but it's got tons of flavor. Tons, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got all the flavor, but not the strength, which is what's perfect for me. Yeah, yeah. So, so what do you think of the sandwich, Dave? Good, nice. I needed to put a little food in me. Yeah, we're, we're I know. Gonna pound take a bite. We're going to pound these things in. This is the tatuaje. The, the next one we're going to open is the tatuaje RC two thirty three, which is a big boy, man. This is this is a big old cigar from two thousand five October. 2005, I, I had these sitting around for the longest time. You're going to do a uh, lot of detail on this one. Mm-hmm. I like it. What is Absolutely. RC-233? Uh, retro Cuban. Retro or, Cuban. Or real Cuban for the size, um, 233 wanna, millimeters. You want to smoke one of these, or you want to keep going with where you are? I'm going to keep going with this, but I'm going to smoke that later. Those things look beautiful. All right, take it. Take which one you want. I'll take the one in the center. All right, Tommy. Chuck, you ready for this? This is uh, not for the faint heart right here. This is really serious. Tell us a little about this. I, um, wow, I think it was 2005 when they came out, actually. 
So you have a box from probably the first batch. Actually, this is the second batch. The first batch was in flat 10-count boxes. But uh, I remember being at uh, the Grand Havana Room for our annual Super Bowl, Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl party, and I just uh, made these for prototypes, and I smoked a few of them and uh, missed the game because I forgot what happened that day. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you. Yeah, I'm, no, no, I'm very nervous of doing this. I've, it's I've a, had this it's before, an old, old Cuban size that uh, is not really made that much anymore. And I found a guy up in Canada that had molds. Uh, he used to produce the molds for, for a lot of Cuban cigars and uh, sourced them out from him. This is like the old Partagas, um, what, a Diadema? Yeah, or the uh, Hoya Monterey Diademas. Yeah. Uh, Do you call yeah. this a D- Diadema or a Salomon? These are Diademas. What's the difference? Uh, Salomons are a little shorter. A um, little fatter. Okay. But uh, yeah, this is a. Uh, this is also, I think, in the, in the old old Cuban name, it was called the Grand Hener, for Jose Janeiro, whatever. Yeah. Because um, every time I tra- well, originally when I when I talked with Pepin about the size, he kept on referring it to as the Grand Hener. So we ended up. Uh, I ended up finding the molds, which was kind of nice to have around. So, and okay. this is the only. Uh, the only cigar of this size that Pepin makes in the factory. And now you still produce the cigar, is that correct? Yes, but uh, since it's made in Miami, along with all the, all the other brown labels, we can only roll 60 a day. So it's uh, kind of hard to take away from a brand like Kohonu. Right. Uh, 2003, um, which is one of my biggest sellers, or the Grand Kohonu. Yeah. Uh, to make, which we make about 125 to 150 a day to make 60 of these. So we... I don't know, maybe two thousand six a year. Wow, that's it. Not a lot, yeah. Wow, two thousand six a year. If you want, I'll get on my QuickBooks and I'll tell you exactly how many. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know, this is this is to the point uh, that you were talking about earlier, and and people don't even realize you really are true to the production. I mean, you're just you're not caring about sales, I and mean, you're the first one of the first guys we get to talk to on the show that you're not. You're not into production. No, it was funny because the the first year that I got rated in Cigar Aficionado was the Speciale. Mm-hmm. And they called me up and asked me uh, what my production <laughs> amount was. Comical. <laughs> because they want to know production. Right. And I was embarrassed to tell them that I made like 7,000 sticks. Because <laughs> I was like, does that fit in your, your rating scale? <laughs> because it's not a lot. Right. And then the next year with the Taino, the, the one that got number four, mm. um, I think it was like... 10,400. I gave them the exact number yep. that I had actually made that year. I think I they put in 25,000, didn't they? I think they jumped it, yeah. Yeah, they put, they put in 25,000 as the number. They, yeah. was, they were embarrassed for you. <laughs> I think they were. I, I, was, I was proud reading that issue thinking I was on these first. I was telling all my friends to smoke these first, mm-hmm. and here they are in, in Cigar Aficionado making the, the list of the top 25 cigars of the year. I just, uh, what I was smoking earlier was a, a 2004 Taino that uh, one of your friends gave Paul, us. Uh, yeah. Paul gave me. And uh, I'll tell you, um, that was the cigar that got the rating. Yeah. So That was the year that you. was the cigar. <laughs> yeah. I mean, pa- Paul's a real, a real cigar smoker, as a lot of our listeners are. I mean, they want to know the real deal. They are the real cigar smokers. And, and this 2008 vintage love. Uh, can we say it, please, La Verite? Is that La Verite. La Verite. Uh, if, you, if you were French, you'd say it a lot different, but I really can't speak French. I can't either. I, I have trouble saying wine names, even though I like them. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, but, but the La Verite uh, is, 
going to be one of those cigars, I think, that people are going to talk about for years to come. And unfortunately, you're not going to be able to get it because it's limited production. It's only out now. Whatever, whatever people have is what they have, and that's, and that's it. So this is the kind of cigar you want to buy and put away. Uh, you know, it was uh, just the other day uh, we got a phone call from a retailer, and one of the boxes got damaged in shipping. Mm-hmm. And I, ca- I saved some extra master cases for me. But if I get too many phone calls, I'm going to run out of cigars because I, I don't have any more. I can't go to the factory and make more of them. Right. This the is tobacco's it. gone. Right. Yeah. That's where that was gone. So, so how many boxes were produced? Uh, a total of what was released, actually. Originally, the production, it says the production amount was uh, 30,000 of La Verite and 20,000 of L'Esprit de Verite. But what was actually uh, released was about 17,500 on L'Esprit and about 28 of La Verite. 28,000? Yeah. Boxes. Uh, no boxes. We Cigars. sell them. We sell them in master cases. Yep. We sell them in master cases. So only four hundred fifty-five master cases were released. That's, so four hundred fifty-five boxes of a hundred. So yeah. they can get them for for our listeners here. You can get them from two guys. Other where, where are your uh, other suppliers across the country that are going to have? Because this is wicked limited. I mean, who else has got it? Two guys. There's a few other people in New Hampshire that have them. Um, what about across the country? Uh, we have. Uh, wow. In New York, we have Davidoff, uh, Columbus Circle, and Madison Avenue, Barclay Rex in New York, uh, up down in Chicago. Yep. Uh, Ambassador Fine Cigars in Scottsdale, Arizona. Twins Where, has it up here. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's in only. I think we are, we are able to ship to a total of 130 retailers. So there's 130 retailers across the country that have these 400 boxes, yeah. and that's it. So guys, make it make it to your to your local retailer, whoever has it, pick it up, put it away. And, and it's all gone? And enjoy it. That's the it. The people that have it, have it? Or yeah, the people that have it, have it. We you couldn't order it now? No. Too late? Yeah. Okay. It, 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 it actually was four and a half days. Uh, it sold out in four and a half days. Wow. Now, the way it's going to go is next year, January, mm-hmm. you're going to you're gonna go into your local store, whoever, whoever's interested in, in next year's, they go in there and they say, "I want to buy in now." Yeah, and if you buy in now, we're we're actually doing it premier pricing in, in Bordeaux, which Paul knows about. Um, we decided this year, since it was the first year, and, and a few people didn't understand what we meant by premier pricing. We we gave a discount on it for everybody to take advantage of. Next year, people got to understand that I try to be an honest guy, and I will continue to be an honest guy by taking their money ahead of time, but I'll give them even a bigger discount. They're basically investing in my brand. Right. Um, they're taking a risk on the project. Because we don't know. You don't know how it's going to taste. Yeah. So far, I've tasted them, and they taste wonderful. Okay. But uh, it's it's a different animal, too. You it's got to be. With yep. Pelo de Oro in the, in the mix, I'll use wine terms because this makes perfect sense. Let's say uh, the Habano is 100% Merlot. Yep. Well, next year, the, the blend will be Habano. Like Merlot, Criollo 98, which is like Cabernet. Right. And Pelo de Oro, which is like uh, Petit Verdot or Cab Franc. So yep. really blending agents. And like Petit Verdot in wine or Cab Franc in wine is usually used in small levels. Correct. As a a sweetener almost, like an additive. And Pelo de Oro is like a sweet tobacco, so you don't want to use a lot of it. Right. Um, and we're lucky because Pepin uh, grew it for the first time in Nicaragua uh, last year in 2009. And... I know that Lido's uh, growing it in, in the Dominican Republic now for the first time this year. So 
Yeah, it's it's a wonderful tobacco, but even that we they replace that seed in Cuba. These are all first generation Cuban seeds that uh, we have access to, and uh, luckily Pepin's family goes over back and forth, and we're able to get stuff out. The the replacement seed in Cuba, because they call Peladura the lost seed of Cuba. Yeah. The replacement seed is Santo Spiritus, uh, uh, two thousand six. Um, or 2007, I can't remember the year on it, but Santo Spiritus is, is very similar to Pelo de Oro. The way that the plant grows, uh, the size of the leaves, it's not something you can say, hey, you know, I'm going to make a, a giant cigar and put this as a wrapper. I mean, the leaves are not that big. Right. Uh, you can make maybe petite coronas with them, but uh, you can't make, you know, Churchill's. Can't make this, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what happened to this now. I've had this many times over the years. It, it's a go-to cigar for me is, is a really, mm-hmm. I'm celebrating with somebody, I'm going to smoke the, um, the RC-233. And this has been sitting around for five, six years now. And so good. the aggressiveness of this is gone. Gone. Mm-hmm. And this was an aggressive, early on aggressive cigar. You know, the, the first few puffs of it is like, woo, used to be. Right. And what happened here is that has gone away, thankfully to me, because that's what I didn't care about the cigar. So age on this cigar has been spectacular. Well, Wait till you smoke it. This is like really fine wines. I don't know the French wines the way you do, but bring them over to American wines. You, you could buy a, a Silver Oak, oh, okay, yeah. and, and drink Great it wine. <laughs> in a couple of years. That's fine. But if you're going to buy a Duckhorn, don't even think of opening the bottle for 10 years. Yeah, yeah. Duckhorn's amazing. Merlot, too. So, so you buy, you know, th- that's what I would equate this to, the RC-233, and even the Tatuaje Reserva. You know, that's a cigar yeah. that you want to age and gets just so much better. I mean, not that they're not great as is, but you really want to smoke them at their peak level of flavor? Wait. I've done some experiments with, uh, like, the Kohonu series. Yeah. Uh, the Yo 3, I, I've taken production, like a one-day's production out of Miami, mm-hmm. off the bench that day. Instead of uh, waiting them for, for them to dry, mm-hmm. I've actually packed them in foil paper, and I've been sitting on them just, just to see how they go. I mean, literally, you pack them in, in foil paper. It locks in a lot of like right, like meat and potatoes. They're their own flavor. They're not now. Yeah. They're now not going to marry with anything else. Like you said, these were aged in cedar. Cedar. Yeah. Okay. That that's going to cedar's going to take on some of the flavor. They're going to marry it in their own juices, but the cedar's going to do something by doing it in the in the uh, paper that you mentioned, the foil paper. You're only going to get the flavor of that tobacco. Nothing yeah, and else. I'm packing them pretty fresh, so it, it locks in a lot of the, that. Uh, when you open, I opened up one of the bundles to smell. I resealed it, but it's like a chocolate bomb. Yeah. It's, nice. Yeah. Nice. Now you're using all Nicaraguan and everything. No, no, no. Well, uh, in in La Verte, yes, obviously Esteli. Yeah. But, uh, we we used to use Corojo ninety nine wrapper back in the day, but we found that it had a bad burn rate. Yeah. Um, Combustion. And you really needed to age it for. I don't know, four or five years before you would actually get it to burn correctly or smoke it when it was really dry. Uh, Pepin had begged me to uh, to switch to Oliva Tobacco yep. because they have this beautiful Habano wrapper out of Ecuador uh, that has the same flavor profile but burns way better. And uh, I wasn't convinced until I had to smoke about two dozen cigars and said, okay, that's it. Because it it became a problem of getting the Corojo 99 wrapper that mm-hmm. was actually good. Right. And then a lot of times there was a shortage on the brand Cojonu because Pepin would get wrapper from his suppliers that was a lot lighter than what a Cojonu was supposed to be. Yep. And we would have to let it sit for nine months before we could do anything with it. Wow. So, 
I, I remember being out of Kohonu for three months, and I received a shipment, and they were very blonde in color. And I, was, I said, this isn't a Kohonu. And he said, no, it's the same wrapper that we use on any other Kohonu. It's just it, it didn't have the color like the other ones. So yeah. I, I decided to not compromise the color on that and wait. Okay, Tommy's on bottle number two of yeah. the wine. So we're cigar number three. Let's just mention I'm, the wine. I'm just keeping track. That's all. We're <laughs> we're, we're drinking two different wines. We're drinking uh, a, a Medoc from Chateau Graysac, uh, and that's a thirteen dollar bottle of uh, of Bordeaux. Mm. Okay, uh, smaller production, forty thousand cases. It's a blend of Merlot, Cab, Cab Franc, and Petit Ver- Verdot. Um, uh, Robert Parker gave it ninety points for two thousand five vintage. Um, and it's a fantastic little wine for 13 bucks. I no, think fantastic. That's what we started with. Um, and then right now what I just poured was a Chateau Clairefont, which is a fourth-growth wine, uh, 92 points from Robert Parker, 2005 vintage as well. Nice. It's very limited production, 3,000 cases. So this is, this is why we picked this wine, to go with your cigars, your cigar being very limited production, this cigar being very limited production. Um, it's about wine. $24 a bottle, though. It's... It's very reasonable for what it is. For what it is, it's very reasonable. I mean, that's what uh, I think a lot of people are scared of French wine because they think there's, they're, they're so out of their level. But uh, truthfully, it's only the big names that are out of people's level. They're out of my level. I, I don't even touch that stuff. Uh, you're talking about uh, some of these big Lafitte, Latour for $1,000 a bottle yeah. in 2009. That's impossible. And it's a, you, know, you don't feel good to, about doing it. I have a Stellan Paul that I, I bought a, a 2009 uh, Future. Because I buy futures on wine, of uh, a second label from a Palmerol that I really like, and uh, I looked at the price and I said, "Wow, the price is reasonable." And I looked at the first label price and it was two hundred dollars more a bottle. Wow. wow! I mean, like literally from like thirty-five dollars to two hundred thirty-five dollars. So buy it. Buy the yeah. second label. Can it be that much different? We'll see. Yeah, and then people will find that the that the Robusto and the Churchill, the difference in price. Is there that much difference between the two cigars? I've actually had a few reviews already. People say they like the Robusto better. I find more elegance and spice through the nose on the Churchill. Okay, we'll try the Robusto next. But well, uh, we got time today. Yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> yeah. Go there. Let's just uh, mention real quick that we got these wines from the Wine Connection in North Andover. Sam Messina, who's a good friend of ours. Thank you, Sam. And, yeah, thank you, Sam. And um, Sam, Sam has, it, it's just a wine store. They don't sell anything else. They really know their wine. They're what, they're what we are to cigars. Nice. Okay, so they, they, all they do is, is great wines. And they have all different kinds of wines there. But what's nice about Sam is he really knows his stuff, and he's not just trying to, to push stuff through. And he buys so much quantity that he gets stuff at great prices. That's nice. So um, I do wine tastings for him where I come in and I do the food for him. So you heard it here first in the Cigar Authority. If you want to try some of my delicious food and <laughs> drink for a day for free, you come to uh, the Wine Connection North Andover. It's October 23rd. I know it's we're telling you way ahead of time, but marketing your calendars. Yeah. You're going to need to, with a price like that, you're going to need to get in early, right? If I yeah. If yeah. I weren't going to be in Japan, I might be there. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a good time. So that's the, that's the Wine Connection in, in North Andover. You can check them out at wineconnection.com with an X, wineconnection. Oh, you think about it. You said uh, three thousand cases. That's it for the mark for the Clairefont. Yeah, that's a ridiculously good price for three thousand cases. Yeah, I mean it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's because it's less well known. It's it's not the Latour like you mentioned. It doesn't have that name. I mean, why is Latour a thousand dollars a bottle? Because it's got a name. Because it's got the name. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, quite frankly, that's what you're able to do with Tatuaje now. Is you can sell twenty five dollars for a stick for the two thousand eight vintage because you have a name of uh, for being great quality. Yeah, I mean, uh, 
it's it was a tough price point to put it at, to be perfectly honest. But uh, I, I really wanted to, people to understand that this is my most premium cigar. I mean, the Brown Label was my most premium throughout my whole line. Right, Brown Label Brown Reserva. But this is more serious than even my Brown Line. Really? The Brown Line changes a little bit. You, you have to have a comfort zone in cigars every year. They'll, they'll twist and turn a little bit based on the tobacco you're putting in there. Right. Because every year the tobacco changes a little bit. Right. So this is is going to be one of those things that, that is, it shows that, to, that tobacco changes. Like I couldn't, I could easily just, you know, not put a year on these bands and and blend it to be almost the same flavor every year, but, yeah. No, no, I, I prefer what you're doing with it now. It's true to the tobacco and what it's supposed to be, and and that's, you know, a true cigar aficionado, we want to try that. We want to have that. I say a true cigar aficionado it's, doesn't smoke the same thing all the time. Dave was telling, telling us that uh, that this is like a celebration cigar with the RC233. For me, this new La Verite project, that's well, like, this is when you want to relax with friends. This is like a wedding anniversary, uh, a birth of a child. You know, this this is something really serious. And, and for the guys who like to collect cigars, this is something you can see change with age and and actually show that it's it's that one date, 2008, 2009, 2010. Ah, I promise and, everybody out there, they'll be pulling, the, the people that do put this aside, this is going to be, you know, something for the trophy case. Hey, look at this, you know, and they hang on to it. If you're, if you're tr- true to it, and I, and I believe you would be because I know who you are, okay, then, then this, you're the first to do something that they should have done in cigars a long time ago. The French instituted the, the laws to be able to dictate wine so that you can have consistency. Yeah. Okay? And the Italians did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, in California, they did it. They really didn't do that at all. They and do it. They do it with the estate heard. stuff. Right. With some of the estate stuff. But even on, I think the estate, if I remember correctly, because I took a, uh, a winemaking class from UC Davis. Um, if I remember correctly, for to be called estate, it has to be at least 95% from the estate, mm-hmm. which doesn't really make sense for me. It should be 100%. 100%. Right, we agree. Okay, before we go, I want to know what's new. What's next? What's coming out? You know, give us a scoop. Tell us something nobody knows. Um, uh, it's, I, I leak a lot of stuff out on the Internet. There's okay. a, lot of, uh, a lot of chat boards out there that talk about my product, and they always want to know what I'm doing. But uh, I have a brand called Fausto uh, that's an old Cuban brand that's going to be very similar to a blend that I made for a guy in Hawaii. A uh, very short run of product that I made for okay. uh, a retailer in Hawaii. A very good retailer, actually, one of my, my good wine friends. He ha- runs a wine store that has cigars. Um, this brand, uh, the artwork is unbelievable. It's uh, The artwork is actually based on the whole story of Faust and the Devil. Yeah. It's almost like a mix of, uh, if you saw the devil walking through the Romeo and Julieta scene. You know, it's it's very trippy. I found it in a book. Okay. Um and then uh, a brand called La Casita Criolla, which is going to be like a $5.50 cigar. Really? Uh, very rustic. Okay. Uh, more about... Like a little Henry Clay-ish. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> more about the tobacco. It's going to be a pretty trippy blend. Actually, no one really knows a blend yet, but it's going to have broadleaf wrapper, uh, Mexican binder. Okay. Surprisingly enough, and a All little right. jalapa and esteli filler. I like a little Mexican. I can't have have a, a puro Mexican. And then a little a, Mexican. A little Mexican filler. Yeah. Just a little bit, and it actually is surprising because that little bit of Mexican gives it a sweetness. Yeah. So it's it's actually, uh, yeah, and they're they're going to be wet packed, and uh, 
All right, for this year? For, no, for, this? for 2011. Oh, so really? Okay, something to really look forward to. Uh, yeah, the only thing this year uh, that we're, we're, we're launching is, uh, is uh, the Monster Series again, which is my fun project. Yeah. La Verite is my serious project. The Monster Series that I do every year is my fun way to have uh, uh, cigars out on the market that are kind of crazy and, and more for the guys who like to collect things. But uh, it's What is be, the Monster Series? Tell us about that. It was an idea that... Uh, Jose from Gloucester Street in Boston. I know Jose. Yeah. Uh, kind of put in my head, and uh, I brainstormed for a while and came up with this uh, funky, you know, funky packaging, certain numbers, price point, the whole thing. And then uh, I kind of copy the character that the the monster is based on every year. So first year was Frankenstein, yeah, or, or what we call the Frank, and uh, it was box press and it was a double Corona with broadleaf, so kind of ugly. So it kind of has to. You have to look at the cigar and go. Holy, you know, that, that is the monster. Right. So this year is the face for Leatherface. Yeah. And oh, okay. if you look at it, you'd be like, yeah, that's, that's Leatherface. <laughs> Do you know him at all? The guy that played Leatherface? Gunner? Yeah. No, I don't know he him. He lived up in Maine. Yeah, did he? And he was a customer. No way. Yes, he was, yeah. He, he came to the store a few different times and picked up cigars and uh, said cool who he was. That? Promised me an autographed picture, which I never got. If you happen to be listening out there. But, well, uh, he was a, he's, he's a big guy. Yeah. So. So I looked up his stats on IMDb, and he was six foot four, and he was a not not skinny, but he was yeah. a bigger guy. So the cigar is actually six and three eighths, which kind of is like six foot four yeah. by fifty six, and the wrapper is actually a Mexican wrapper that kind of drips off the cigar. Tommy, interesting thing how he you can see how he thinks the the, the initial names of the sizes of the brands. Do you know where they came from? No. Do you know this answer? No. This is uh, the first initials, is this right, of, of his yeah, dog, Hunter? My my dog, Hunter. It was my first baby. Yeah. Uh, I don't have kids, um, but my wife and I have Rottweilers. That's what we That's what we like having around nice. the house. Nice, cuddly dogs. Not no, what they are. <laughs> yeah. They are. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, to you. Yeah. Like a big hug, yeah. yeah. Hunter literally passed away uh, one month before I met Pepin. Wow. So this was like my way of getting out of this funk and, and doing something that I can remember him by for the rest of my life. And, uh, yeah, every first initial of the cigar actually spells out the word hunter. Wow. And the same thing happened with my girl Havana. That Pepin called me and says, I have a factory. I'm opening up in Nicaragua. Uh, do you want to make uh, a new line of Tatuai? And I said, yeah, we'll do the new red label. And he goes, what's the name going to be? I said, it's going to be called Havana 6. And each letter spells out Havana. She was she She passed away. One month before that factory opened. Wow! So interesting stuff. It, interesting. What well, a great day, day to have you, Pete. I can't thank you thanks, enough man. for being here. Appreciate you are it. my my official new <laughs> man crush. Bromance. We, we have a bromance. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we have it. a bromance. It's awesome. So you yes. know, what I'm glad we didn't talk about accessories. <laughs> 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 Next show, Pete. Next show, we will have you back. Yeah, Absolutely. for sure. Come oh, to town. Cool. We'll bring you on anytime. Where well, you can call in. We oh do, yeah, we, I would love to. We do it every week. If you got something to say, please, you have the number. Give us a call. Very so cool. this was Pete Johnson and all his new cigars. We're going to continue to smoke. So stick around, stay, and we're going to tell you the, the news in the cigar world right now. Coming up when we get back, you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network.
Financial is a multi-generational, wholly independent financial planning firm. Family owned and operated, all of their clients are treated like extensions of their family. They'll take the time to find out what is truly important to you for making great financial decisions. Unlike working with larger firms and talking to voicemail, you are assured to talk with Tom Sr., Tom Jr., Joanne, or Bridget Grella every time. Going through a divorce, selling a business, inheriting money, or about to retire? Consider calling the Grella family at 800-752-7235 or visit them on the web at grellafinancial.com. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Mr. Jonathan, ismydj.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. We do everything from TV to radio and weddings to backyard barbecues. Whether you are planning a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we will tailor a package to fit your needs. Reach me at info at mrjonathanismydj.com or by phone 603-475-1391. Get in on the ground floor of our new show, The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority reaches a strong audience of educated consumers with disposable incomes. We will tailor a commercial to fit your needs from post-production to the finished product. Email us at ads at thecigarauthority.com. That's ads at thecigarauthority.com. Get in on our team and team up with the Cigar Authority. Looking to buy or sell a home in Central Florida? How about a vacation home? There's never been a better time than now. Prices are great. Call ownahomeincentralfl.com. FL stands for Florida, and it's warm there, Charlie. That's right, and no state income tax either. Check this out. New construction home, 1,800 square feet, three bed, two bath, brand new, have it the way you want it, starting at 139000 in Kissimmee, St. Cloud. Find it online at ownahome.com. In centralfl.com or call our friend Paul Antonelli toll free at 800-338-2549 or Paul's direct cell number and he's going to hate this but I'm giving it to you anyway 321-443-4028 and it's warm there Charlie Right Birds Brewing is the home of finely crafted small batch beers. My friend, owner and operator Bill Herlicka's goal is to brew great beer for the beer enthusiast. Let me tell you from experience, folks, this guy is all about quality. White Birch Brewing is a two-barrel brewery located in Hookset, New Hampshire, that takes an artisan approach to brewing. Bill releases unique interpretations of Belgian styles, barley wines, imperial stouts, and wild ales. Each batch is bottle conditioned and aged at the brewery. It's a slow process, but one they wouldn't trade for anything. Ask your local retailer for White Birch beers, or go to whitebirchbrewing.com. Our friends at White Birch Brewing are as passionate about beer as the Cigar Authority is about food? No. Cigars. Cigars. Yeah, that makes sense. Hi, this is David Garofalo from the Cigar Authority. I would like to invite you to visit one of my Two Guys Smoke Shops. Two Guys is the largest cigar retailer in the world, and I'm very proud of that. It's Stogie Heaven. Two Guys is conveniently located off Exit 1 on Route 93, 95, and Route 3 in Salem, Nashville, and Seabrook, New Hampshire. You see, there's no cigar tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have put three glorious cigar shops right over the border for your convenience. Take the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in Tax-Free New Hampshire. Or find us on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. We ship cigars anywhere, and single cigars too. Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. 
have a cigar with Bobby and we're back live here in Seattle, New Hampshire. That was Pete Johnson. That was awesome. That was a real treat. I mean, he is just such a great guy. You know what's amazing about Pete? Pete started as a musician, worked in retail. Yeah. Okay. But really, really knows tobacco. And, you know, you either see guys like Jesus Fuego who grew up in tobacco, third and fourth generation, and really know it, or you see guys who, um, who have been around in tobacco a long time. You don't see a guy who knows tobacco as well as he does that's really only been in the industry for 20 years. Well, Not Pete, even. Pete was a cigar geek, a real cigar geek, going to cigar stores, and that's when I met him years ago. He, he, he was one of those guys that couldn't get enough information on cigars. And what I love most is he decided to get into what he loved. Right, and he. I have went, a lot of respect for. He's that. a hardworking guy. He, he, you heard all the traveling he does. I mean, the guy travels most of the year around. And um, as far as uh, he's concerned, or I'm concerned, he's he's a retired guy. He's doing what he loves, I, and uh, you know he's been retired ever since. Although he works so hard, but he's working hard at what he does, and with that, uh, success. Well, you know, I think my, even my perception, a lot of people's perception is. Pete was just a guy who didn't know a heck of a lot, just liked tobacco, and got lucky, stepped in poo, and came out smelling that's like not a rose. Tr- that's not true at and all. We're here to tell you that is definitely yeah. not true. This is a guy who just is really passionate about great tobacco, and it shows. If you, whether you're cooking great food, making great wine, making great cigars, if you put your, your heart and soul into it, it's going to show. And that's what he did And making Tatuaje and what it is today. I mean, it's absolutely renowned, one of the best... Best brands, highest quality stuff out there, period, end of story. Well, you watch what happens with this new brand he has. Uh, I think this is going to be something we'll be talking about for years and years. Oh, yeah, how it all started. That's right. We're going to be saying it all started when he did 2008 La Verite, said he was going to tell the truth. And we'll be saying this 10 years from now when he's on his 10th project like this because he's going to do it every year. Yeah. And we'll be saying, yeah, remember when it started, we had Pete Johnson on the show. You think he's a rock star now? Oh, my God, he's got to be huge. It's awesome. I mean, he's a lot bigger than he used to be. He's he. You must be tipping the scales at 220 now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, going there, eating all great foods and stuff. I remember him being quite skinny. I mean, he was rock star skinny. That's right. Now he's got a beard and he accessorizes. He may be covering up that, sec- <laughs> that second chin he's working on maybe, right? <laughs> you never know. He's a good guy. Well, lots happening in the world of cigars. We are just a couple of weeks away from the IPCPR, the International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retail Convention that happens every single Say year. Say that five times Really. Fast. It used to be the RTDA, Retail Tobacco that Dealers was Association. Somebody made a change after all these years, after I think 100 years. Well, differentiating premium cigars from the rest right, of the pack. Because of the problem we're having right now where these uh, make-believe packaged, uh, syrupy, sweet, going after children type of packaging, those aren't cigars, which you see in the convenience stores. Those those are not cigars, folks. Go into a cigar store right. and learn about premium cigars. You'll be happy you did. The, it, it is What a fantastic uh, hobby it is, oh, which awesome. is what it is. There's, there's no addiction quality to it. It's a hobby. It it's is. Very, it's enjoying the finer things in life. It's, it's sipping fine wines. It's, it's smoking a fantastic premium cigar. And what premium cigars are, are you're not on a pack of Marlboros. You don't smoke. No. Or a Budweiser, you're, you're you're trying different things all the time, and they, the, these cigar stores you go into are, are candy stores, and the and the workers and the owners of these stores are are or should be professionals and experts in that field, and they can help you out. And if you're just listening on and you turned on to a sports station and you're saying, you know, a two-hour show about cigars, how can this be? Let me tell you, there's a lot to it, and it's a lot of fun, and uh, give it a try. 
go into a store, pick up a, a premium cigar, ask the, the, the workers there, how do you do it? Don't, don't be ashamed. You know, listening to us will help you along the way. This show, unfortunately, for, for the amateur, you know, we got a little detailed and, and maybe uh, they didn't completely understand everything they heard. Sometimes we, we, go, we go and, you know, show you the proper way to cut and light and things like that. But we got a little detailed this week. But this is what it's about. As you get into it, believe me, you'll be eating the stuff up. Yeah. Well, it, you know, it is a, a, a very elusive business, okay? Even wine, as you mentioned, is much more well-known because more people drink wine. Right. Okay? And, and part of the problem in the tobacco industry is there is not a lot of regulation, so, so people don't know about it, and a lot of people don't prefer to smoke, and we totally respect that. We have a lot of respect for you that don't want to smoke, and we hope that you other cigar smokers out there have the same amount of respect when you're in a public place for people who don't want to smell it. But um, tobacco is a, an unbelievably detailed, high-quality product, and, and that's what Pete Johnson is, is interested in doing. You know, you hear him, he says, I'm doing this project. You know, he, he, the other guys are saying, I want to boost production. I want right. to sell more. I mean, and I, re- I respect that. I mean, people like Nick who's saying, I just want to take over and create more and have more product. I mean, that's what he's trying to do, and he still makes a good product. But Pete is all about the, the detail. You know what the difference, what that's like? Pete Johnson is like the, the fine restaurant, okay? We can't have too many seats because we can't make the food that good every night and keep it the same quality if, we ha- if we're too big or if we have multiple locations. You always suffer in quality. Right. Okay, Pete's only trying to be the best quality that he can possibly be, and so it's too bad that I can't make enough of that to have 18 million production, okay? Right. I can only have 1.7 million production. Right. As he said, he's afraid to grow, and that's why he's afraid to grow. Right. So let me tell you about some new things that uh, are new coming things? out that, that I'm hearing, new cigars really? uh, that, that are expected, do I hear in the grapevine? Uh, Toro Fuente, maker of the famed Hemingway line, mm-hmm. including the short story, is expected to come out with a cigar called My Story. Really? So I don't know anything about it, but My Story. I wonder what that's going to be. Also, an Opus X, for you Opus X lovers, you can expect someday to see. I say someday because uh, as much as I hear that this is in the works, sometimes it takes years for them to pull something off. That's true. But it's the Sinful X. Really? Okay. So Well, well there's so many... Weird X's that have come out, the Forbidden X mm. and, and the, you know, uh, Lancero. I mean, there's all kinds of Opus X that are very special, special cigars. Yeah, small, small production, and you can expect that, I would imagine, on this, too. It's not going to be something that will be out there and available everywhere. But I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to it. Drew Estates, the maker of Acid, Liga Pravado, and Chateau Real. Our friend Steve Saka. They have secured a couple of trademark names I thought were pretty interesting. Really? Razorback and Uncrowned. These are huh. two um, two names that are uh, they have secured under trademark right now. So we'll look for a couple of uh, new products from them. Again, I don't know if it's going to show up at this year. And Pete told us uh, cigars that are coming out, and I was expecting it to be for this show coming out a few weeks. No, no, that would be for next year. Right. So th- these people are a year ahead. I don't know if, if that's the case with all these people. Rocky Patel, we all know his cigars. He is due to come out with Rocky Patel Aromatics. So obviously a flavored fl- cigar. Obviously a flavored line. Yeah. Uh, one of them is the chai latte. So he's going with his with his coffee infused. Um, what is what is that brand he has? Um, I don't know. Uh, I, what is, Java? Java. Yeah. Um, which, which is successful for him um, by Drew Estates. I guess he's coming out with his own lines now and chai latte. You see, when I drink coffee, I, I tend to like coffee-flavored coffee. Yeah. Because I like the taste of coffee, so I actually want to taste coffee. I don't, 
Blueberry-infused coffee has no appeal to right. me at all. That's right. Um, he also has uh, two uh, secured names in trademark right now. One is Cargo, and the other one is Burn. So uh, hmm. th- this reminds me of uh, a couple of failures he had many years ago, which was horsepower and fire. Yeah. It almost sounds uh, like, like the same, and hopefully he'll have better luck with it than he did on horsepower and fire. But Cargo and Burn, and also his 15th anniversary cigar, which is due out any day now. They say that should even show up before the trade show even happens. It's his 15th year. Uh, the 15th anniversary, I bought it blind. I don't know how it's going to be, but it's his 15th anniversary. We'll give it a shot. Of course we will. And uh, as soon as we get it, I hopefully, hopefully it'll be next week, we'll give it a try. Which, by the way, next week we have um, what I call the godfather here in New England of cigars, Don DeCapit. He is the rep for... Um, Toro Fuente in the J.C. Newman Company. They have Brick House this year, yep. which is on fire. It's huge. Cigar of the Year this year. And um, they have a new size called the Mighty Mighty, which is a big ring gauge. It's a Brick House? Brick House. Brick House Mighty Mighty. Right. Uh-huh. So, so we hope to have that on with him next week on the show. Uh, another guy celebrating an anniversary is Cusano Cigars, now owned by Davidoff. Cusano, Joe Cigano, tell, Joe Cusano tells me their 15th anniversary cigar is due out this year. Hopefully at the trade show in a couple weeks. It will be a Lancero, 7 by 40 retailing for about $9 a cigar. I don't have Really? Any. They're going with a Lancero? They're going with a That's Lancero. That's not a very popular size. It's one of those sizes that I know the guys on the Internet talk about a lot. I, we personally, as a retailer, have not a lot, had a lot of success selling Lanceros, but people put them out, and it's going to be a small production cigar. I'm sure it will sell out because of the small production, but that's what they're coming out with for their 15th anniversary. If you remember their 10th anniversary cigar, do you remember it was a little Corona? I do. The C10? I loved that cigar. Yeah, that was a great, great cigar. Uh, Cusano is also reblending and reworking the Cuvée line. Uh, bringing it in-house that was, uh, take, that was not done at Tabadome through Hanky Kelna, and now they're bringing it in-house, and they're also um, reworking the Sun Grown and Cameroon line, again, to take it from wherever um, Mike Cusano, before he retired, they're bringing it into Tabadome, and they're taking the production themselves. The packaging will look a little different, uh, and the cigar will taste a little different. They yeah. said similar, but obviously somebody else making it, so we can expect uh, that line to change. Uh, Cuvée will release... Remember Cuvée Grand? Yeah. came out. They're going to re- release a Cuvée Grand this year, a 5x42 Corona. Yeah. $10 Corona. You can see uh, Davidoff's mitts in, uh, in, in the, the Cusano, in line. The Cusano yeah. line right now. Yeah. Um, uh, Interestingly enough, they didn't do that with Camacho. They didn't do it yet. But all Davidoff, Camacho, and Cusano facilities are expected to move to the Tampa all into, under one roof by the end of the year this year. And then we'll, uh, it, we'll probably feel the um, Camacho-Davidoff influence happening at that point. That's from a shipping perspective. They don't manufacture anything. No, they don't manufacture, but that means they're, they're under one roof and they're, and they're pulling the strings. Okay. I'm, I'm going to guess. You know, I'm, I'm sure Christian's going to say, no, I can control them, but we'll see. You know, right. Truth be told... Nobody's going to control no. them. <laughs> no. They're Swedes. Uh, Davidoff themselves have secured a name called Z-Class. So I'm, I'm guessing that's referring to uh, Zeno. So they didn't bomb hard enough with Zeno as is? Right. Now they're coming they with They want to Z- bomb even harder with Zeno by coming out with Z-Class? Z-Class. I don't know if that's, if, if that's what it is. I'm guessing that it's going to be on the Zeno. You know, they're Zeno. continuing to bomb in the $20, $25 market. They continue to come out with these super high-priced cigars. And, and then you've got to compete with this 2008 La Verite. How are you going to do that? 
Well, seriously, I mean, you're going to smoke a Winston Churchill. You're going to smoke uh, a uh, Zeno Platinum. Or are you going to smoke a 2008 La Verite? Right. I'll tell you what I'm smoking. Yeah. Well, you know, they, they're, they're trying to stay in the high-end market, that's for sure, and, and we'll see if they have any luck with it. Um, I like the Puro Dioro that they came out with this year. Yeah, it's not a $16 cigar. It's good. It's yeah. good. It, 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 it tastes very, very different, and I like it. It's a go-to cigar for me. I like it. It's a go-to cigar for you. It is. Well, you, I mean... You you don't have to pay retail. You can sit there and smoke <laughs> yeah. whatever you want. So I'm, I'm paying retail, uh, Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not paying $16 for Puro de Oro. Okay. I'm just telling you. Go ahead. Uh, Alec Bradley. Yeah, Alan uh, Rubin. They, are, Alan they Rubin. are playing around with a brand name, American Classic. Mm. I don't know what that's all about, but I, I see that up there. And um, we see uh, Tatuaje. Oh, all of a sudden, uh, Pete's looking up. at me. How do, I, how do I get this information? How do I get this? Uh, is beginning to partner with retailers in specific stores. Um, Doing what? In making special, uh, brand, special, special blends. Special blends He's going to make special blends I'm now? Hearing He's doing it for Hawaii. He should do it for you. It, it, um, Bombuzo is for Dion, right? Dion, which is um, D- Dion is, is Fume in, in Reno, uh, Fume Sagasto in Reno. He's uh, the guy that owns Illusion. Oh, really? Okay, so he has his own cigar store. It's an Illusion. Why people smoke that? Oh! <laughs> it's, it's an Illusion of a cigar because it's... You don't like it? I don't like it. I like it. Years ago, years ago. But I'm not done yet. I'm not done. How about Tatuaje? Oh, oh he's got it. Tatuaje. Anaki. That's for a retail (laughs) in in Florida. I've done this every few years I do them. I'm actually, we talked about one for you. I know, we've been talking, but let's close the deal. No, because actually, I wanted to tell you, someone knocked off your your firecracker. Really? The Papine made you. Who did that? They came out with a cigar called TNT. The same look, just longer. Really? So I'm I'm going to make you the M80. Nice. Who did it? Uh, Viaje Cigars. Oh, okay. For their own brand. Yeah, yeah. Really? It's called TNT. It looks just like the uh, Firecracker, just longer. See, now that's supposed to be the best form of flattery is, is copying, but you don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like it either. I, I was yeah. Actually, I, was, I didn't even make you the Firecracker, and I was kind of upset by it. Yeah. So. P- Pete was asked to make Firecracker. He couldn't do it. And uh, I went right to the boss. Yeah, you went to the <laughs> boss. Actually, it was a good choice. So, uh, and by the way, the, the the newest batches of firecrackers I've been seeing are, are beautiful. So. Really? Okay, nice. we'll look for them. So, so uh, M80. All right. Yeah. So, so Anaki is going to smoke in in Florida, right? Smoke in. I don't know. I, yeah, um, which what? is a uh, great guy. Great guy over there at uh, Smoke Inn, and uh, he'll have a lot of luck and success with it. Maybe I'll, I'll buy some from him anyway. Expect that out in about six months. I do have to say that Abe uh, has a lot of respect for you. We talk about you he, a he's lot. He's a good guy. Yeah, very he's a good guy. Who's this Abe what? Abe who owns Smoke Inn. Uh, I don't even know Abe's last name, but he's a, he, he used to be. Yeah, hard to pronounce name, but Abe used to be a big, big, you know, I like to hang around with guys bigger than me. Makes you feel small. And yeah, then I they go on diets, they start losing weight, and it's the same thing with Abe and stuff, and then I'm off on my own again. Nobody likes a quitter. Yeah. You know, you start eating heavy caloric intake, then you quit. Nobody likes a quitter, and I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to be the guy that quits. 
That's all there is to it. So I'm, if I'm going down, that's how I'm going down. Listen, I may have my lost, sandwich. I may have lost weight, but when I was over your house the other day, I couldn't even borrow a bathing suit from you. So you're still a chick in my book. <laughs> okay. How's that? All right. Um, so obviously all this news is coming out about cigars because IPCPR is coming up, the big trade show for premium tobacco. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'll, uh, I don't know how we're going to do that show that week because you're actually on live on that Saturday. And I'm not going to be here. I have to be there because I'm on the board of directors of the trade show. I have to be there. Yep. I'm going to call in. Why don't we do the show live from IPCPR? Oh, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Road trip? Ch- checks? Checks? Ring. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> What's the date? It's um, like the 10th of August. It's coming up. The 8th. So the 8th. And that's the first time. No, we're I'll be on the next set. I got, I'm going to fly out on the 9th. I'm going to do the 8th show. I'm flying out on the 9th, but the end of the week, I still have to be there because we actually do next year's trade show the day after the sh- trade so show. So we should do. happens. So Saturday to 14th. Our listeners would love it if we did a show live from IPCPR and told them exactly what was going on in tobacco. Let me see if it's possible to pull that off to, um, on their standpoint to allow us to end up doing it. You know, I got a call this week from um, Colorado that they're having a big Colorado uh, smoke. Like a big smoke. I don't know what they call it. And I believe it's the people from the big chain of uh, tobacco outlets down there. They have like 400 stores. Smoker Friendlies. So they're having this big thing in Colorado. And they actually invited us to go, which is later in August. And they, they're asking. We want you there. So I said, get me the details, which I thought I hoped to had today so I could sit with you guys and ask you if you're interested. But I'll just, I don't have the particulars, but... You interested in that for sure? If, if I'm around, I know August 23rd, I'm in Valdosta, Georgia. So, All we need is a phone line, Dave. All we need is a phone line. Chuck tells us all we need is a phone so, line. So, hey, maybe we may be doing a road trip. So maybe. big things happening in tobacco in the next couple weeks. A lot of things happening. Let me tell you, there's consolidation happening way in the background. You have a lot of people trying to get to the end user. When I say that, you're talking about manufacturers who are looking to buy mail order companies and buy wholesale companies and sell to the and sell to the direct user. Yeah. We uh, I hear little talks about that, and I actually have to not say anything right now until until that is. Uh, what do you got? You got some information? He, he wants a soda. Oh, or you want wine? Oh. He's going for the Clairefont Mondo. Good, good. Liquor them up. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to cut the deal on my private label later on, so well, just let's, take let's, the whole bottle. Yeah, let's <laughs> do a little summary here. We had, we, uh, had Pete Johnson on today, today with Tatuaje, and um, we smoked some old Tatuaje cigars, okay, some 2004, but, some 2005 vintage. Yeah. Now, let me tell you. Yeah. We talk about aging a lot. Aging does a lot for a lot of cigars. I really find that the fuller-bodied cigars age, age better. so much better. Absolutely. So trying that first one that, that was actually the Lancero, the first one we tried, that was of 2005. Mm-hmm. And it was smooth. It was very, very full body, but it was still smooth. But again, like I said to this one, the initial aggressive punch that it's you gone. get is gone. So that's the great part of, of aging the cigar, unless you're looking for that. I mean, well, I don't look for it. I, what I like is when you, when you get rid of that punch, okay, that kills your palate, you're able to enjoy all the other subtle nuances in the cigar itself. And, and I actually know there's a couple of people out there in the cigar world that don't agree with me, prefer stuff that's not that age. Nick Perdomo being one of them, pers- wants that bite. 
I have, I actually think it it brings out the bouquet of the cigar when you when you release that bite by aging it and allowing the tobaccos to marry. I think you get a much better smoking experience. And this RC two thirty three that we're smoking this this very very limited production two thousand cigars Tatuaje. It's a diadema size. This particular cigar is a perfect example of that. It's mellowed out, but it's it's got plenty of flavor and it's not killing me. I thought I was going to be really trashed by the end me of the show. Me too. And I'm good. Yeah, no, I'm fine. Well, the sandwich helped. Yeah. I just took the last bite of it, just in case. Just <laughs> yeah, just for me. I know. <laughs> I did yeah, it for you. You're a hell of a guy. So we, we had uh, French-style Cuban sandwiches because we were here drinking French wine today. We had a Chateau Graysac Medoc, 2005, and we had a uh, Claremont, uh, excuse me, Clairefont um, Chateau Margot. What did uh, you like better? Growth wine. Would well, I, the Clairefont Margot. Clairefont wine is, is definitely a better wine. That's the second one? Yeah, it's a, it's a fuller-bodied um, wine, but they're both great. They're both French wines available at Wine Connection in North Andover, and you can talk to our friend Sam Messina and tell him that you want to check out the bottles that we were doing here on the show. They're both very reasonable. And a matter of fact, grab that. They have a wine there. This is very interesting. For $9, it's called Cigar Box. It's a, it's a uh, Argentinian Malbec. What a great little bottle of wine for 9 bucks. And that's what, that's what Sam does well. So you want to check him out, and you can check out his wines. And I think that the wine pairing today with the cigars went very, very well. Yeah. Don't you think? And the food, I think you did exceptional well. for, for, for making up. Hey, take a, take a bow, <laughs> but for coming up with uh, Yeah, we made a French version of the Cuban sandwich by doing roasted lamb, roasted leg of lamb that was marinated in, in Dijon mustard. And we served that uh, on a baguette with Gruyere cheese, pickles, um, mustard again, and uh, I made. Uh, I used a roasted garlic and roasted onion jelly. Little with French fries on the side would have been perfect because <laughs> we're keeping it French, right? <laughs> but it was, but it was a great way to do it, and that's an example of fine cigars go really well with good food and, and great but, drink. And I did go for pancakes this morning, but I should have went with French toast if I gave it any thought, <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> you you put more into the thought of the food, but. Well, you Exceptional. Were, thank you. Thank you very much. It's a big deal to have Pete here. We had to make a big deal of Pete. Do you want any outrageous stories this year? Give us one quick one. Okay, I'll give you one. The cruise world is abuzz this week over a recent experiment by Carnival Cruise Line to ban smoking On the in most cruise. areas of the ship, including, and here's what's getting people talking, in cigar bars on you the cruises. So they're, they're killing the smoking of cigars in the cigar bar. It's an experiment. Oh. It's an experiment. It failed. Okay, so it's still going on. Uh, some compare the move to banning passengers from swimming in the ship's swimming pool, which well, that's, is a good example, That right? is a good example. Uh, so they, they have uh, banned smoking in, the three, in three of their ships that have cigar bars in them. So um, what, they're, what they're saying is some people have to walk through, for some reason, walk through the cigar bars to get to somewhere else, and that's where the problem is. And uh, obviously, the, the smokers are up in arms over it. Of course. And um, literally on the sign, it says cigar bar, and they sell cigars in the cigar bar. You can't smoke it. And there's a big sign in each one of them that says no smoking. So these ships are doing their thing right now, and when they come back, they're going to decide what they're going to do about it, and if they're going to uh, continue this uh, experiment, or they're going to just ban it altogether. But no smoking in cigar bars on Carnival's 22 ships is a thought, and they will uh, decide what they're going to do. And right now on uh, cruisecritic.com, 
the message board is going crazy saying uh, they're outraged on it. So if you want to go on cruisecritic.com and uh, tell them how mad, mad you are about this, go ahead. Pete's got something to say. No, I had a funny one. Uh, Nicaragua, they have a, a, a bar where you could smoke, and they have a Padron kiosk, a uh, Cuban crafters kiosk. And in, in the bar, we could always smoke cigars. The last time I went, uh, well, I'm there every month, but uh, months ago when I went, I see a sign that says, Welcome smokers, cigarettes only. Really? So when I was there with Papin, he walks in and he says, No, come on, come with me. And he sat down and lit up a cigar, but he was the only one that was allowed to do it. But they actually put the sign yeah. on to say it. Welcome smokers, cigarettes only. In Nicaragua. Wow. That the is, world is changing. The world is changing. And not and, for the better. No. And uh, we cannot take it anymore. Get mad, people. Oh, no. Get well, mad. The problem is, again, our voice is so small because such, we're such a small percentage of the population that enjoys cigars. But they're going to take away your hamburgers and french fries next. And let me tell you, then you'll be up in arms. Right. It, it, if you're not a cigar smoker, that's okay. But trust me, you don't want them taking away rights like that because the next, next one is going to hurt you. In Britain, they have something new called... C-O-S-A-S. COSAS. COSAS. Comfortable outdoor smoking areas. Well, it's all the rage right now in London. They're opening everywhere. They're making them really plush. Yeah. Real big, heavy chairs outdoors and patios. It's beautiful. We have a friend out there. There's a Cuban cigar walk. Okay. Yeah, one of the big cigar guys does does a, a tour. You can tour of London going to the different cigar bars. It's called the Cuban Cigar Walk. It's a great, great thing. Road so, trip. So, yeah, road, road trip. trip. Oh, London my goodness. Is, London's a great place to be a cigar smoker. It's getting better. Well, you know, they, they've had a bad policy on smoking uh, that's been going on for years. So, uh, you know, um, this guy, uh, Sir Terence Conran, decided um, to, he's a restaurateur, he decided to, to uh, make these comfortable outdoor smoking areas and stuff. And, and making it popular. And it's all the rage. And right now they're seeing the biggest uh, insurgents and premium cigars than they ever have. So his is a plus. As is China is right now. China's going crazy right now. Russia's going crazy. What's and uh, right now we're getting beat up here in the United States. So we have to turn it around. This is the free country. United States, we have our freedom. There's, there's uh, you know... We have, we have rights and privileges in this country that, that we can't allow them to take it away. And just sitting back, and I know we're enjoying our wine and cigars, and we hate to ruin the, ruin the show talking about it, but you've got to get up in arms, and you've got to say something, and you've got to vote these people out of office that are doing this to so us. So uh, we've got one minute here, so let's do our Cigar Authority uh, decision on the cigar of the day, which was the 2008 La Verite. Unbelievable. I'm good for, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm good for 10 boxes put away. You better get them because he said they're all gone. You better put them away now. Oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it, and if I have to buy them from other people, I'll do them. I'm going to put them away, and I'm going to promise you next year, this date. We'll smoke them here on the show. We'll smoke them here on the show. Great. And we'll we'll go on and on, and we'll keep trying them and and seeing what happened. Try to remember. I'll take some notes down of what I thought of it and and see how it changes with age. And Tatuaje, in general, being an ultra-premium producer, Pete Johnson being the the brainchild behind that, um, we recognize it here on the Cigar Authority as being one of the top, top brands out there. You know, a Chateau Margot or a Latour, if you will, of, of the cigar world. Fantastic stuff. Yeah, it's not uh, for for the amateur. It's not if it's the first cigar you're gonna ever light in your life. I wouldn't recommend to go right on to that. Maybe try Cabawan and build up to a Tatuaje right. as you go on. It's pretty full body, and and we also think Ajum. Buy the Tatuaje, Buy the tatuaje. And Ajum. Right. 
Okay, I want to thank everybody for listening to the Cigar Authority. We're on every single Saturday. Check us out. Next week, we'll have Don DeCap from Arturo Fuente. The J.C. Newman Company is bringing the mighty, mighty here on the Cigar Authority. So we'll be back next week. Thanks for tuning in to the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. Network.